Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about redacted engrams, something Bungie outlined in their TWAB that I'm actually really excited about. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. Uh, that will bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you want to listen to these as podcast episodes, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. And if you're on YouTube, liking the video, leaving a comment, or hitting the bell button and subscribing, that helps me out immensely. So let's get into this. I'm going to walk through exactly what they're doing with these redacted engrams. They are landing next season, season 11. So I'm going to read those details to you. I'm going to talk about how these are like the weapon boons, but more weapon boons plus, because I was outlining a lot of these ideas previously. Like, I don't like the bounties anymore. I want to move more toward drops. This is very similar to that. And that's one of the reasons I'm excited, because this is something that we've kind of been asking for. And then returning weapons as a concern and as just kind of some some thoughts that the community might have about returning weapons. Just some, you know, I have some thoughts on that. So Bungie says basically in season 11, that's the summer season. We're introducing a new type of redacted engram, so they're not telling us the title yet, that contains the majority of the Season 11 rewards, and by spending seasonal currency, you can influence the contents of the engram. To clear up any confusion, let's imagine we launch this engram in Season of the Worthy. This engram would then contain all Season of the Worthy weapons and armor, and you could take this engram to a Seraph bunker, spend seasonal currency to focus the contents of the engram so it only contains the SMG and the shotgun, the 7th Seraph SMG and shotgun. By focusing the engrams in Season 11, you can choose your rewards. This includes the ability, once you've earned it, so you're going to be able to unlock this ability, to focus engrams to only contain high stat Season 11 armor. Here is a preview of the engram focusing categories that all players can access after completing the Season 11 uh, opening quest. So I don't think this next thing is exhaustive. These are just the ones you're going to have right at the beginning. It says, this is a preview of the focusing categories you can access after completing the opening quest. So there'll be more to unlock. Uh, Armor focusing reduces the number of rewards in the engram, so it only contains Season 11 armor. And then, previous season weapon focusing converts the rewards in the engram so it contains the six weapons that are returning from Season of Undying, Dawn, and Worthy. And when it launches, you'll be able, all players will be able to do this, uh, and then Season Pass owners will have access to an additional 15. So when Season 11 launches, all players will get three focusing categories, and then a Season Pass owner, you're going to have additional 15 things you can focus. This is going to be a very, very specific, almost like a chalice for the engram, saying, this is what I would like to drop from it, okay? Now, the list of activities that are going to let you do this. There's two redacted activities that we don't know about yet. Then public events, strikes, gambit, crucible, dungeons, raids, adventures, nightmare hunts, forges, reckoning, menagerie, escalation protocol, blind well. Suddenly all that content's now relevant again because if you like running it more or you think it's more enjoyable, maybe there's something in there you're also trying to get, you can do that while focusing these redacted engrams. In addition to the above list, redacted engrams have a chance to drop when defeating combatants anywhere in the system, similar to legendary engrams. They share the same loot pool as legendary engrams, and when you hit the loot pool, uh, and when they hit the loot pool, they have a 66% chance to earn a redacted engram and a 34% to be a legendary. So, I this is absolutely on the money, like because. Something we've been talking about recently is that the Ada bounties were great and I wanted more of them. And then I got a lot of them and I continue to get more of them. 
and then I got to the place where I said, you know what? I actually think this is too transactional. We're all sick of bounties. We're also sick of basically getting guns from a bounty. Even if we weren't sick of bounties, I would still sort of feel like, you know, it'd be better if they were dropping out in the world. So when I outlined the weapon boon idea, that's what that was born out of. Almost a fatigue of the bounties and the transactional feel of the game as of late with, we won intentional loot grind, don't get me wrong, but I think bounties were sort of too much of a good thing. So the move to push, they're, they're going towards this push to get drops out in the world. I think that is a really, really good push. This also, I think, is an answer to some of the people concerned about intentional farming of armor. High stat armor farming is something we haven't really, really been able to do, and this is going to alleviate some of that. It also is allowing you to play where you want. If there's a new seasonal weapon in Season 11 and you think it looks dope and you would like to try to get it, you can grind crucible while this thing is dropping while you're cooking it while you're focusing the ingram and just go play crucible you don't have to go run some event or some pve content that you're not interested in this is the right move and i think for a handful of reasons i want to talk about weapon boons plus like why this is even better than the weapon boon idea that i have I love how this is an evolution of the Ada frames, and it's not just a continuation of the transactional bounty system. I also like that we're already seeing some of the concerns about sunsetting is addressed with this system. Some of the concerns, if you watch the Rageous Roundtable where Drewski was on, that folks have about sunsetting is, dude, I, I don't want to spend all this time in PvE getting a weapon that's eventually going to get sunset. If they give you the option to grind for really, really good gear and stay in Crucible, that's kind of a win-win. Number one, they're letting you focus the drop. Number one, you're going to gain the ability to focus the quality of the drop. You can say, I want high stats. With 15 extra categories of things to focus, I'm wondering if they're also going to let you focus the masterwork. Maybe let you focus the roll type or something. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. 15 categories is a lot. That's more than they let us even control in Menagerie. So we'll see exactly what the those abilities are but again in order for sunsetting to work well and be better received by folks that have concerns about it i really do think that intentionality and generosity need to be in place so that you don't feel like you have to go into a nightfall and take four months to get the drop that you want this is a much better system for intentional loot grind and targeted farming especially considering the new armor and guns if i'm only ever grinding the new activity for those new armor and guns i might get burned out and tired of the new activity this allows me to spice it up and to go into other areas well i'm going to work on my milestone and strikes while i'm doing that i'm going to focus some ingrams so i can get some of the new drops while i'm in there i'm gonna go do this or do that and then eventually yeah you might end up in the new activities which could maybe even increase the drops you might get double you know the activity could have its own drop and then your focused ingram could also have its own drop tying the abilities to like an unlock feels very very similar to another thing i said about weapon boons if the npcs were more like obelisks and as you leveled up that npc your weapon boon would become more effective that's exactly what this sounds like this sounds like as the season progresses you're going to unlock abilities on the redacted ingram to focus it more to your liking therefore taking somebody's investment and rewarding it with more intentionality and more target farming this is exactly the kind of systems we want to see them implement to give us more control over what we're chasing and what's dropping without disrupting where i play and where i end up in the game 
Now, as far as returning weapons, I do have kind of some thoughts, maybe some concerns and questions about this, okay? This is for the returning weapons, as they said. There's six returning weapons from Undying and Worthy and Dawn that are making a return, probably two from each season. You know, we'll we'll probably see something like the Optative and the Subjunctive, and then the Martyr's Retribution and the the Auto Rifle or something from Sundial. And then from Season of the Worthy, who the frick knows what. None of the guns were that popular, even though they looked cool, and you could do the Warmind Cell thing. I guess my question is, if if I want them, one out of six seems like a better loot pool than presently when like a gun comes back and you're like, I'm never going to get it. Like if you really, really want a dire promise right now, it's really, really hard to farm it. But is this only going to apply to those seasonal weapons that are returning? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like this redacted engram is there to help with the current season intentionality as well as maybe past season intentionality. The thing I do like is if you're not interested in any of those old guns, you can ignore them. You can focus it to have other things drop. I am curious if they're going to use this as also a way to say, hey, we brought back the Dire Promise. I've been wanting them to bring back the Lincoln Green. Hey, we brought back the Lincoln Green, and there's a way for you to focus the engram in order to get the Lincoln Green to drop, in order to get that thing as a, as a consistent drop. As opposed to just saying, it's a giant world loot pool. Apparently this week in the TWAB, we're going to get information about the world loot pool and how pursuing those weapons is going to be a little bit different going forward. So hopefully that puts some meat on the bones of some of these questions that I have. Because I know folks are apprehensive about reissued weapons or reskinned weapons. This is going to be one of the ways they kind of keep all that stuff ever present so it doesn't just drift into the background. Once we are into year four, there's no more retired weapons, but they are probably going to retire the weapons from the summer season this might be a way to keep some of the best ones around and let you continue to farm for them once we get beyond that usage what are they going to start to use the focusing engram for i like for it to be for focusing the weapons and the armor that's good but will there be other ways of giving us those focus drops for things that are returning the other thing they could do here is they listed literally every activity in the game Reckoning, Menagerie, and all those, those could go through a repurposing, a, a, re, a reskin, a re, you know, put some new coat of paint on it, new update the weapons, make them awesome. And then the redacted engram is there to give you a multi layered grind while you're in that activity. You're getting some new seasonal stuff as well as some of the repurposed stuff. I think that could be a really, really good blend. We're going to transition now to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the redacted engrams starting in Season 11. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. And if you prefer to listen to these as just giant audio podcasts, you can search for SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. And YouTube, thank you for hitting like, share, subscribe, and the bell button. Leaving comments. I appreciate you guys. A lot of folks have been going and disagreeing with me about sunsetting and stuff, and as long as you stay respectful, Respectful. I, uh, I welcome the disagreements and the downvotes. I know not everybody agrees, so I was reading through some of the comments, and uh, as long as you're not insulting me, I leave the comments up. So, 
Rain the Dark with the first question. With the redacted Ingram coming in Season 11, reprising gear from Undying Dawn and Worthy, do you see Bungie iterating on this idea for more targeted farms? That was the question I had at the end of the video. What exactly are you going to do once Undying Dawn and Worthy are so far behind us that somebody's like, well, we, do we really need to do that anymore? Is that space in the Ingram always going to be reserved for, hey, here's some stuff that hasn't been around for a while or stuff that's been retired? We're currently in a unique situation where the the, the stuff is getting slid off, right? You, you, oh, it's just, they'll just slide stuff off. And when the the way that they the way they slide that stuff off isn't happening in the next year it just simply isn't so i don't i don't foresee i don't foresee what exactly they're going to do with that particular slot if the seasonal content isn't sliding off they could just do oh wait we're bringing back dire promise maybe that could be where they put those things right so yeah, that guy that was posting that stuff in chat, by the way, guys, he's literally lying. This is another thing. We were talking about this. So those of you listening to the audio version, we were talking about people that leave negative comments or insults. And literally, he's saying things that never took place. I never called people pansies. I never called people degrading names. I never did that. I never actually told people uh, that, that they, they couldn't handle the heat or whatever. I People do that all the time in my comments. They literally run to my comments and tell stories that never took place. I had somebody claiming I cussed them out and banned them I've never cussed anybody out of my stream it's family friendly uh, I think I've sworn five times in five years like I hit like my one year quota and it's usually a joke so that's something that happens often if you see those people in my YouTube comments it's best to just ignore them um, they make up the most outlandish stories about me and it's like that's just never happened on my stream I see people from the stream go to my YouTube comments and like take up for me they're like yeah that actually has never happened on his stream so Next question from Timmy. With redacted engrams letting you curate what you get out of them, do you think that they should introduce something like that for legendary engrams from Rahul? Well, that's what this is supposed to be. And this is where I'm going to say, let's not create a too much of a good thing scenario. I was like, dude, Ada frames are awesome. And then we had the frames for Ikora and Vex Offensive. And then we had the frames and the sundial. And then we had Empyrean Restoration. It's like, okay, slow down there, uh, cowboy. We got bounties coming out of our, you know, out of our ears. I, I like the idea of stuff dropping out in the world. I really do. So if you're, if you're going to be playing Crucible or any of the activities listed, you're curating the potential drops that can then come from those activities. I don't want to start going to every nook and cranny of the game and creating miniature chalices where you're like, okay, I'm going to go to Rahul, let me craft what's going to pop out. That can be a little too transactional, and then everything feels samey and non-distinct. Rahul doesn't have, I don't think, the greatest presence in the game right now because... His purchasable engram is the world loot pool, which is really, really full. And then you go to him for prime engrams, which also pull from that. This Thursday, uh, which would be the 22nd, I'm sorry, the 21st, they're going to be talking to us about the world drop pool and how we're going to pursue that loot. So I think they're even going to make adjustments to that as well. The redacted engram is one thing, and the world loot drop pool is going to be a completely different set of rules. And I'm just kind of of the opinion that we don't want to do the same thing everywhere. That's when it all starts to feel the same. That is why 
anytime bounties come into the game right now, everybody recoils. They're like, dude, are you kidding me? I don't want any more bounties. We don't want to fast forward nine months from now and be like, oh great, here we go, more curated ingrams that let me pick what my drops are. Come on, there's no mystery anymore. Everything looks and feels the same. I think loot delivery options and intentionality and generosity options can come in different shapes and sizes, so I'm actually very interested in what they put in this week's blog post. Turk. Do you think that they could branch these redacted engrams into something like the Eververse? The chance to get something new or old, especially if you miss what was available through Bright Dust. I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know how new you are to the franchise. You just describe something that's already in the game and it's on the season pass. And they talked about how going forward, this is going to be even better for those people who have missed item. The Luminous Ingram does exactly this. I get it every five levels, and I have gotten things that I had not gotten before. The Darcy ornament was new for me. The Expedition JT uh, Sparrow was new for me. I'm fairly certain the Siva ornament for the the Syntheseps was new because I'm not going to get anything for Syntheseps for frick's sake. So they're already doing that as a way to keep past cosmetic items sort of flowing into the future as a way to say, hey, if you miss out on some of this stuff, here's some best ofs. And that also is great for new light players. Everything's probably going to be new for them from those old seasons. Uh, Caxiv. Do you think that the new Ingram will help something, uh, like, oh, I'm sorry, will help soften the blow of sunsetting? I touched on this. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of sunsetting. We've done literally more, I don't, three hours of Q&A the one day and two the next. I've done over five hours of Q&A about sunsetting. So the folks that are charging me with not having dialogue or debate about it, um, or ignoring criticism, Drewski was on the Rageous Roundtable, and I spent five roughly five hours with the community going back and forth on this not to mention that's just Q&A the lead up to Q&A was a constant back and forth people coming in and heavily disagreeing with me and they were allowed to stay there even some of them are still here today and so um so I I say all that because I don't want to go back down that rabbit hole however I do think any layer of loot intentionality or generosity will help with some of the frustration with sunsetting, not all of the frustration, but some of the, the some of the frustration with sunsetting, I think will maybe go down a little bit if somebody's like, oh, I can just play Crucible and grind for a god roll on that gun. Well, that sounds great. Delta Nine with a brand new sub, thank you. Two months from five uh, four ones. That was something that that Drewski brought up, and I think in, it, it's so timely that Bungie's making these changes while also seeing that they need to give you the ability to just play where you want to play and then affect the drops that happen. This is exactly why I outlined the weapon boon idea. If there's a gun that you think is dope in Crucible, get the boon from Shaxx and just go play Crucible. This is better than my idea. It says, no, hang on. The seasonal armor and the seasonal guns, you can get them to drop in Crucible. That's a huge win from a systemic layer. Think about this. From a systemic layer, like they're setting up a system that says, when we add new stuff, you can grind for it in the activity that you prefer. That's a big win for the community. I totally sympathize with people like, dude, I spent months trying to get a Mindbenders because of the Nightfall rotation, and now you're going to sunset it. I do relate to that. That is something Bungie needs to consider. You've got to consider the exhaustion level of a person that's going to hit when something is really, really hard to get. We don't want to trivialize. There's two ditches you can fall in. 
okay? If intentionality and generosity are way too high, it trivializes and cheapens the rewards. Like, this is easy. Everybody has god rolls, okay? If it's way too hard, then fatigue and futility hits. And you're like, forget this. It's taking too long. You gotta land in the middle. I believe there's a middle road, and this redacted engram, to me, feels like uh, it's built on the principle and the understanding that players should be able to chase what they want where they want they're doing the same thing with the seasonal pursuit weapon we're no longer going to have pinnacle or uh, ritual weapons they're going to call them pursuit weapons you can pursue them in pve or pvp another win for the community to say you don't have to spend an inordinate amount of time in content you don't like leveling has also continued to free you up from feeling that need with the artifact to be like oh i gotta go run milestones in content i don't want to go into i i continue to think that they need to continue to lean in on those themes so you're not grinding for a god roll pve weapon in comp and you're not grinding for a pvp god roll in a nightfall that to a certain extent is not needed anymore if these systems become standards Morris with the targetability of the loot with the menagerie chest-esque grind for engrams what can Bungie do to strike the balance between accessibility and lengthy grind we just touched on this I think that the likelihood of getting the absolute best god roll is always going to be kind of low and I think this is where people kind of miss the mark sometimes. They say, well, if you give people the ability to farm a, 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 a raid as much as they want to try to get god rolls, they're going to get their god rolls in the first week and be done. Okay, hold the, hold the freaking phone. There are people who spent literally, I mean, weeks trying to get a god roll out of Menagerie. You're talking hundreds of drops you're talking about a loot turnover rate that blows away any loot turnover rate from a raid okay the likelihood of getting a five out of five drop now when we say five out of five drop what do we mean we're referring to all five potential things there's these two perks there's the mag perk there's the sights and then there's the masterwork that's five possible things a five out of five drop would be what i have here is basically a five out of five drop Okay, I have range masterwork, armor piercing rounds, overflow swash. You could say four out of five. Maybe I don't like the sights. I kind of don't like the sights. So it's a four out of five. So the likelihood of getting a five out of five drop is so mathematically improbable that here's why this works. Okay, the grind needed to get a five out of five drop is usually extremely high. Right? Yeah, True Sight's a good site. I just don't think I like the way it looks or something. I can't remember if, if I like it or not. I have a couple different um, dyers. Think of it as as a, as a, as a steps. Like, you, you know when you, you draw steps on an Etch-A-Sketch? Just in, imagine steps, okay? And at the very, very bottom step, you have the player that's like, cool gun, man! I'm glad they let me kind of control the engram. I got one! Okay? There's a lot of people on that bottom step. They're like, sweet! And the intentionality and the generosity allows that person on that bottom step. The, the, the bottom step is not very high off the ground. The amount of hours that it took them to grind is pretty low. You go up a couple steps, one or two, and it's like, okay, I like this gun, but I at least want to get outlaw. I at least want to get such and such perk, okay? The amount of time that it takes 
for them to get a more a more curated role a role more curated to their liking is going to require naturally more time now obviously if they get very lucky but if you sampled a million people that were doing this you would find a slope of up here here's the number of hours people put in on this gun and these are the people that that went for specific five out of five roles and it would slope down and as it slopes down less hours less specific requirements on the roll it just works it's 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 harmonious that the more you put in the more likely it is that you're going to get the role that you pursue. The less you put in, the less likely there is the chance of you getting the role that you want. You get out what you put in. And RNG and luck play a factor here. That is why I think players like Drewski and Kami got so ruffled by this. That I, I don't want to make it sound like they like blew their lids, but they were like, whoa, 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 this is really aggressive. Why? They chase five out of five rolls very few people in the community chase five out of five rolls most of you chase three out of five maybe four out of five most of you chase three out of five you don't care about the masterwork if you get the three perks that you're looking for you're good or maybe two perks in the masterwork three out of five you're good you're like nah, that looks I'm, I'm fine with that I'm fine. I don't even know what the sites freaking do. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't even know what the sites do. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Masterwork adds a teeny yellow sliver. I don't care about that either. You're good with the two out of five or a three out of five. So these guys are like, whoa, hold on. A five out of five god roll takes a lifetime sometimes. This is why generosity and intentionality are not dangerous. They're not dangerous. Because the amount of time these guys are going to have to put in to get a 5 out of 5 is still high, even if you're giving them a very, very healthy turnover of loot, and you're giving them the loot that they're looking for. Think about what they said about the redacted Ingram. They said that you can whittle it down to the SMG and the shotgun. That's two weapons. You're already facing down an RNG barrel now. I just want the shotgun and you keep getting SMGs like you know that's going to happen you know that's going to happen to people they're going to get in a bad luck rhythm where they keep getting the gun they're not looking for now maybe with 15 potential uh, focus points on it maybe you can get to the place where you whittle it down to literally no this is the gun that drops that'd be good right the more grind you put in the more you level up the abilities of the redacted ingram the more beneficial it is for your purposes Five out of five drops are going to be so rare, you don't have to worry about it being the enemy of engagement. The other thing to consider is, even if someone just absolutely shoots the moon because it's so generous and so easy, people are like, yep, got my three out of five done, three out of five done, I'm done, I'm done, it's so generous and so easy, I'm getting three out of fives, no problem, okay? What you just did, though is you gave that person a sense of accomplishment that would more likely lead to them doing it for another item. Hey, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to work on armor next. Hey, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to chase this gun now. Nobody says, I was rewarded for my time. Well, time to uninstall and not play anymore. It's, man, I was rewarded for my time. That's kind of a, I felt a little dopamine injection. That's kind of nice. I think I want to come back for more. When you play an action-adventure game 
and you unlock a new ability and you start using it in a fight and it feels good and satisfying and you know that there are other abilities waiting for you beyond it do you stop playing the game and say well that ability was really awesome and fun I don't care about any other abilities no the sense of accomplishment and reward for leveling up your character in the game and changing your combat you look forward to playing the game the next day you're like I can't wait to unlock the next ability if you sit down and play destiny and generosity and intentionality are firing and you get the gun in the role you're looking for pretty quickly you're not going to say well that's great I'm done you're going to say wow that was actually kind of nice I want to do that again look at the menagerie look at the way people engage with the menagerie look at the Empyrean restoration and the, and the frame and the bounty farming look at the sundial people responded positively to those things not negatively what if people responded negatively recently lack of adept rewards lack of intentional grind in trials people don't like it this season no intentional grind whatsoever for the weapons except for frames that's it just the frames you can't go into an activity and do like what we did with sundial i think the generosity and the and the intentionality would are not a threat at all even to the more casual player that would say i got a two or three out of five roll i'm good and i got it pretty fast you also have to consider in this equation the thing that i'm not even highlighting is that the more casual player plays less often so the power of a good play session is very potent and important it's very important so when they sit down on a Friday night and they're like oh this is great I I can chase this particular weapon and they end a two hour play session and they got a good enough role for them that brings them back the feeling of utility, the feeling of withholding is what drives people away. It was what one of the leading criticisms of the leveling. They felt like they would put in time to level, get the wrong drop on their milestone, and then people started giving up. The futility and the fatigue hit very, very quickly. So I think sometimes we as people on Reddit and Twitch chats and things, we play so much, we think, oh my gosh, getting a pretty decent roll that quickly would be so dumb. It wouldn't be dumb to somebody who only plays 10 hours a week instead of 10 hours a day. They get one or two play sessions a night. After three or four play sessions, they finally bag the role they're looking for. That's a very good formula. It, it, it takes them basically most of their week to get one gun they want. What do you think they're going to do the next week? You're also only looking at the redacted engrams. There's also the new seasonal activities. There's also the pursuit weapons. There's also leveling your character and your artifact as well. There's lots of things going on. It's not just this redacted engram. That's the only grind. So from a... From a philosophical level, generosity and intentionality helps everybody on the spectrum. It just does. Skokterok. Is the list of activities that will drop the redacted engram good enough answer to anyone concerned about old loot sources not being updated, or will we need to wait for the TWAB on a reward source to make the call? Well, think about this with me for a second, Skokterok. If I have the choice between getting the drop from a lost sector boss or the menagerie boss why would I pick the menagerie boss you would likely come back and say well because you want something from menagerie well the closer we get to September the less likely that's going to be a thing for lots of people you're not going to really want to go grind menagerie all those things are getting sunset 
So it has to be a both and. It's great that Bungie is saying, wherever you go in the game, these engrams can drop. That's good foundation. Build on top of that foundation. I need a reason in season, I don't know, 13 to go into the menagerie. And while I'm in there, I can also have redacted engrams dropping. Does that make sense? This is a great foundation because this adds seasonal relevancy to anything they decide to repurpose. If Bungie decides to repurpose uh, Escalation Protocol or Blind Well, they decide to repurpose it, you don't feel like, well, I don't really care about that. That I don't know. The, it's cool they're bringing back some old weapons and giving them some cool perks and a facelift, but like, I don't want to go and do that. It's not relevant. Oh, yes, it is. You can go and run that, get some of the old stuff, experience the repurpose, the reskin of the content and the loot, as well as get your redacted engram focused to get some of the new stuff to drop. That's called layered grind. I call that layered grinding. It's like when you're grinding a nightfall for a nightfall specific drop and you're also getting good XP and currency and, you know, um, right now when I run a nightfall, and I'm going for an exotic, there's an undercurrent of purpose because even if I don't get the exotic, I'm getting currency. I'm getting the prisms. It's a layered grind. Very narrow grinds get old because you're like, if I don't get the item, it's super unsatisfying. At the very least, right now, when I end the nightfall, I get my consolation prize of enhancement prisms. You know, ah, yeah, here you go. Enhancement prisms. Okay, that's at least helping me, right? There's undercurrent of purpose. So, if you go into the blind well and you're like, yeah, I'm, I never really, I was never really big on this, but the, the, the loot looks pretty cool. They made some updates to the tiger spite, and the tiger spite looks amazing. That's a cool auto rifle. It doesn't get a lot of usage right now. Yeah, new rolls look awesome. They've introduced some new perks on it, and the mechanics and bosses are a little bit different. Oh, and I can bring along my redacted engram, and I can get some of the new season 13 armor or weapons, whichever I prefer. Layered, layered grind. I'm, I know people are like, this guy just trusts Luke Smith so much, and he's just, but everything I'm reading is exactly what we've been talking about. Repurposing grind, repurposing areas of the game, revitalizing and reinvigorating dead dormant pieces of the game, and giving us intentional loot pursuit. Is, these are all the things we've been talking about last couple of years. People always do this thing. They're like, look, they always make promises and they never deliver. They always make promises and they never deliver. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They promised that leveling would be better in this year. And it is. You're not going to have to go into put pieces of the game that you don't want to to level. I, I don't feel like I have to do that. Right? We're going we're gonna to give you a way to just play the way that you want level. Now, they delivered that, and then we kind of cannibalized it. We grab repeatables and go hide in a lost sector. It's not necessarily Bungie's fault. They delivered what they said, a more free way to level, and we, we took that maybe a little bit too far, a little too literally. <laughs> so the idea that they never make good on their promises is just such is just so bankrupt in light of the you know the history of the game they they've continued to say this is what we want to really focus on for quality of life and system wide changes in year 3 armor 2.0 to give you more stats and to give you more build crafting they delivered that they delivered that in spades they didn't just stop at like mods and stats they added charge with light mods that had a lot of great builds they added warmind cell builds that had some fun stuff you could do a lot of people ignored it 
because it didn't feel necessary. That's the next thing they have to figure out is how to make those new builds more necessary or more, oh wow, I can go into this content and there's mods that make Warmind Cells stronger. That would have been a really good way to make people do Warmind Cell builds. You could have done that in the Grandmaster Nightfall. But they delivered on that. Those are literal things they said they were going to do, and they did. The lack of need is there, but that that that's just something that takes time sometimes. They add a new system, the new system's dope, and you're like, yeah, but I don't really need to do this just yet. Okay, well, adding incentives is one of those things that just takes time sometimes. Why do I need to build craft? Why do I need to min-max? Well, I mean, you don't always need to in some games. You literally min-max for the satisfaction of it. You don't always need to absolutely spec out with all the best loot, but it's satisfying to do it. Siri Yeet. Do you think the redacted engrams will just be legendary engrams with better stats available, or will they have weapons that are closer to Ritual Pinnacle, since they said that's what they wanted to do? As far as I understand it, it's the seasonal stuff. It's either the new season armor, new season weapons, or six of the retired weapons from Dawn, Worthy, and Undying. Uh, Ohm, Batek says, How much is too much control over the outcome of the engram we can influence. What do you think of being able to influence all the perks, including the barrels and the mags? That is weapon crafting, and weapon crafting is death to this game. It is death. Crafting in this game is not what we want. Build crafting on your armor is one thing, okay? Because you can say, well, I need a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that, or I want to have a reloader for this particular weapon. That's, that is, that's in, the influence there is minimal. Perk influence on weapons is far too influential to give you that level of control, especially if Bungie's looking at adding stronger perks. I, that's that's gonna that, that would be a potential problem. You just, everybody just crafts god rolls and then you're kind of done. That take that takes the loot pursuit right out of the game and it just turns into a crafting game, and that's not Destiny. I know people get tired of me saying, "Well, that's not Destiny." Listen, if you're gonna look at this five five-year-old franchise and try and suddenly inject crafting into it you have a giant giant hill of argumentation ahead of you to argue why that would be good for the game and not bad after Bungie basically said that re-rolling wasn't good for the game crafting is worse than re-rolling swizzled What's the quickest way to farm exotic engrams? There really isn't. They drop kind of like primes. So, I mean, you, killing majors helps, but it's it, people have done a lot of research. It seems like killing lots of enemies, you know, regularly is usually how it gets procced. There's no good exotic grind. What about crafting for only certain things like the affinity or the masterwork? That's the only thing I'm okay with. They let us change affinity on armor. That's fine. If you let me change the masterwork or determine what the masterwork will be, that doesn't bother me at all. That's very, very low level. You start getting into perk selection and you're going to have a serious freaking problem on your hands. People are going to be like, well, yeah, I spent a week or two crafting all the god rolls. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I, I did it all in the tower. Yeah, I did. I knew. That's, that's not, that is not good for the game. Masterwork selection I'm fine with. They let us do it in Menagerie. And again, at that point, you're looking for a four out of four because you're determining the fifth slot. Determining masterwork is fine. You're still trying to get a four out of four roll. I mean, come on. That is still going to take a ton of time. You know what I mean? Brostafa. 
With sun setting on the horizon, was there a mention of also sun setting perks, or will the loot pool be saturated with new guns and old perks? They didn't say they were going to sunset old perks, but if I was Bungie, what I would do is I was inter- I would introduce new perks that are arguably better or more interesting, more creative, while letting some of the old perks hang around. So when you get a roll with the old perks, you're like, well, it's viable. It'll get the job done, but I want the new stuff, man. It'll feel dated and less interesting. So thank you, Rain, for hanging out. No, today's hotfix is not fixing the quest. King Thomas. Do you think with sunsetting, this will give Bungie a chance to lift limitations off of mods like anti-barrier and overload and endgame content? I don't necessarily know if these are related, King Thomas, because when they talk about the philosophy behind sunsetting, they want to create another hierarchy of loot that presently, whenever that loot showed up, it needed to be nerfed. Anything best in class, anything above a god roll, got nerfed. They want to fill that spectrum of loot with stuff every once in a while, and then eventually it drifts off, and it's no longer endgame viable. So right now, the loot hierarchy is trash roll, good roll, perfect god roll. That's it. And perfect god rolls are all basically interchangeable. They want to go above that and say, no, 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 no. The recluse was more than a perfect god roll. Now, the recluse gets touchy because people remember Crucible, and they're like, well, Lona, if they do that, that's going to be so bad for the Crucible. I, I'm fairly certain there's plenty of perks they've even come up with recently that they could make better, more interesting, and stronger that would make gun rolls pretty awesome and interesting, like Osmosis, even a gun that does something like Warmind Cells that does something more mechanical in the game or more elemental-driven, then I think that helps you feel like, oh man, the old perks just are not as interesting. Trench Barrel, Box Breathing, there's plenty of perks that either got nerfed or... They, they, they didn't drop as good as they could. Other versions of Osmosis, I think, could start to make you feel like, dude, okay, I got a Rampage Outlaw gun. That's great. That's the basic role. I don't want the basic role anymore. I want the new stuff. I want the new hotness. Viper. What kind of currency and or other price do you think should be required for filtering? Uh, I think you mean focusing the redacted engram. I don't have a strong opinion on this. I don't. It sounds like it'll probably be the seasonal currency, so that way you can't sandbag for the next season. You know, like, well, I got everything I wanted. I'll spend the rest of the season just saving up this currency, and then when the next season starts, I'll be able to focus the engrams like an insane person as soon as I unlock the abilities. They would more than likely, I would think, tie it to a seasonal currency, like, you know, like the Warmind bits. Just to catch 22. The TWAB mentioned bringing back six weapons, two from each season. Assuming these will be non-exotic, what weapons would you like brought back from the Whirlpool? I don't like to develop laundry list of demands because then you're likely to not get everything that you want. But I think the most likely contenders for returning, I think from Vex Offensive, it's pretty obvious. It would be the subjunctive and the optative. Uh, the Pulse and the Scout just were not very, you know, they were not fan favorites um, at the time. From Season of Dawn, I could definitely see the Martyr's Retribution being the front runner because it's the only wave grenade launcher in the game. So I could definitely see Martyr's Retribution being a front runner. And then after that, maybe the auto rifle because the auto rifle was pretty sassy. People really liked it. Or maybe the linear fusion because the heavy, the heavy ammo pool is going to need some help. It's going to need some help. And that could be a way to fill in some of that, uh, especially the linear fusion pool. From Season of the Worthy, it's hard to know. Machine guns are also really, really light. Um, 
and so they would maybe want to bring that one back because it could give some pretty good rolls and then maybe the auto rifle the auto rifle and the machine gun from this season seem to be a little, a little bit more popular than the sidearm and the hand cannon so that those would be my guesses those would be my guesses uh, I think the most the front runner contender that is the most likely to return is the wave frame grenade launcher the, the martyr's retribution titan I can see them bringing back Patron Saint of uh, of Lost Causes because that you know they could maybe give Scouts a buff and then bring it back because that gun was sexy, but Scouts just don't feel good right now. Do you think Trials Ingram was a test for the new Ingram? Do you think the Trials Ingram was a test for the new Ingram? No, I don't think so. Turk, um, what do you think about the sort of redacted Ingram towards a raid exotic? Avoid the RNG, and after so many completions or after completing a challenge, you get access to the gun. This could be spread to raid legendary weapons. This is what I mean by you got to be careful with the idea, because if you use it too much or too liberally, you can start to really hurt content. I have outlined ideas before with, with the way that they do the setup, where they say, okay... You have done 12 raid completions. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you a quest to get the exotic. So the whole way to that quest, it could drop. You could be one of the lucky ones that get it early. But if you run it enough, it would like unlock the quest for the exotic as like a backstop. Now, spreading this to legendary weapons in the raid, I find concerning. I think a better measure... I don't want to swing at this too hard. I like raids being, you know, in the low drop rate, elusive category. Not too dro- not too elusive, not too low drop rate. Just let us run raids for non-powerful drops. Just, just let us do that. Start there before going into a raid and saying, okay, now I can focus the Ingram in the raid to get what I want too. Again, if you copy and paste this system everywhere... It starts to feel as if everything is is just cut from the exact same cloth. It'll start to feel like how there's bounties everywhere. You mention adding bounties to anything now, and people are like, oh my gosh, are you freaking kidding me? If you don't want to do the same thing with focused engrams, where in six months, everybody's bristling at the idea of a focused engram. Uh, T-Funk with the next question. Sorry, I had to take a drink of water. When does loot intentionality become too focused? Should Bungie go on uh, to a boss drop intentionality or stay with Ingram intentionality? Well, I mean, they haven't even really said like where we get these from. Like, do we can we just always have them with us? Do they drop and then we focus them? I mean, did they? I don't know if they've outlined that in the TWAB. All they said was. We are introducing a new type of Ingram that contains the majority of the Season 11 rewards, and by spending currency, you can influence the contents of it. So it says to clear it up, we launch this, and imagine it contains Season of the Worthy weapons and armor, and then you could take it to a Seraph Bunker, and, and, then, and then focus what comes out of it. Well, where do I get it? Are they limiting how many I can have? Is it a bounty in disguise? But it's basically like the weapon boon idea. It's not a bounty, it drops in the world. So, I, I don't know. As I said before, T-Funk, you, you already submitted this question, so you've already heard this, but the, the Etch-A-Sketch stairs that I talked about, if you're going to go for a 5 out of 5 drop, you're going to have to go way up on the staircase of engagement hours. 
if you're more okay with a three out of three, I'm sorry, a three out of five or a four out of five, or even a two out of five, you just, you just want the gun with like one perk that is your favorite. Well, then again, the time put in is lower. And I think that kind of balances itself out. The, the, the likelihood of you getting the, the, uh, the thing that you want is just, it's still, especially if you're going for the five out of five. Didn't they say it dropped from the world over the legendary engram? No, 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 no. That was at the end, and that was something different. So at the end, they said this. In addition to the above list, redacted engrams have a chance to drop when defeating combatants, okay? And that's where it's a 66% chance. So they're saying, in addition to the ability to take one with you and focus it, they also can drop out in the wild. So it sounds to me like it's literally going to be an item you can get from like a vendor and you take this item with you into an activity and focus it. And then random ones can drop in the world like, oh yeah, I got one. I don't have to go get one from the... I don't have to get one. Go get one from the vendor. So it could be a daily item to buy. It could be it could be like a bounty that you buy it and you focus it and then you go run it. Um, again, this is extremely, I mean, so, so similar to my weapon boon idea. You go to the NPC, you buy the weapon boon, and then you go run activities, and that has a chance of dropping. Once it drops, you know, it resets or something, and as you level up, the boons get more effective. So the, 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 the redacted engram sounds just exactly like that. Like, that's exactly what we want. I don't want to be in the tower. I don't want to be grabbing bounties. I want to be running activities and getting drops. I thought they just dropped. No need for any vendor. They don't say Milo. They don't say. When they introduced the idea, they said it's it's an ingram that you would take with you to. They said you would take it to a bunker and then run the bunker and you'd focus it so what drops would be fill in the blank. You like take it with you. It's like a chalice or something. It, it's, it's with you and it can drop in the world. They said in addition, right? Hang on, let me go back and read it. Let me go back and read it. In addition to the above list, they have a chance to drop when defeating combatants anywhere in the system, similar to legendary engrams. They share the same loot pool as legendary engrams, and when you hit that loot pool, you have a 66% chance to earn a redacted engram and a 34% chance for it to be a legendary engram. So when they say that you would basically, like, listen to the phrasing. Imagine you could take this engram to a serif bunker, spend seasonal currency to focus the contents of the engram so it only contains the 7 serifs SMG and shotgun. By focusing the engram in season 11, you choose your rewards. This includes the ability to focus engrams to contain high stat armor. If you're taking it with you, you got it. Do you have to wait for one to drop? It sounds like at the end they're saying, well, yeah, they can drop randomly in the world too. But you're going to have a way to go just get them to take into places, I would think. It sounds like a chalice or like a thing you buy. You just take it to the bunker. So you think it drops and then we take it to the bunker. I don't know. It just sounds... That would be so weird. You're like waiting for it to drop and then when it drops then you can focus it. If it drops at the same interval of a prime ingram, I don't know. I, that that se- doesn't seem frequent enough. Um, sounds like they drop like primes do. Well, they said they drop like primes do, but they said in addition, in addition to the above list, all the activities, they have a chance to drop when defeating combatants anywhere in the system. <laughs> 
So that's your, oh, it can just drop. Right? It says that list rewards engrams. List of activities. Oh, you're right. List of activities that reward redacted engrams. Yeah, it seems weird because they said you take it there like you already have it. So you're saying that it would drop from that activity, then I would focus it, and then I would rerun it. That's so weird. It drops like a normal legendary. Oh, so now instead of legendary engrams, like this is dropping instead? Okay. Well, that's not too bad then. Because you could basically save up a bunch of them. And I, I get those pretty regularly. They're always on the ground. Like once a strike, they're usually on the ground. In addition, 66% chance. No, the 66% chance is in the bottom section. In addition to the above list, redacted engrams have a chance to drop when defeating combatants anywhere in the system. They share the same loot pool as legendary engrams, and when you hit that loot pool, you have a 66% chance to earn redacted engram and a 34% chance to earn a legendary. So it sounds to me like when they drop, that's your 66% chance. It also sounds like we have the ability to just go get them somewhere. That end note sounds like they have a chance of dropping in addition to them just like either dropping or being used in these other activities. Or maybe you go and kill a boss in any of the listed activities and it has a chance of dropping, which runs the risk of it turning into a lost sector farm again. And then in addition to that, they can literally drop anywhere. So it sounds like they can can come in two ways, maybe three. Because it says you take it to the activity almost like you could maybe again go buy one. We'll have to wait for clarification from them. Clap for you. Following last night's roundtable, do you think players like Drewski's interaction with the game falls in line with the percentile with Glad and Chevy? Well, and see, that's why I, I used similar logic with Cami when I interacted with Cami on Twitter. I basically said when you engage with the smallest piece of the game in a particular way, it's difficult to expect the game to be legislated to your liking. And I referenced when Glad and Chevy were on the Rageous Roundtable, and they readily admitted, I didn't even have to like force them to, on their own they admitted that the game can't be built for them. The endgame difficulty structures cannot be built for them. They simply can't. Right? Like, look at what Grandmaster Nightfalls is. It feels like it's built for Redeem, and they and they it doesn't matter. They bypass it anyway. So I, I don't think you can create endgame content for them. You can't legislate to these guys. They're too they they deal with the smallest piece of the game and they deal with it in a very particular way. Spectre. What weapons do we know are in the uh, engrams uh, that you would like to see? We don't know, they haven't said yet. Marine. With the redacted engrams, can they or should they implement the masterwork and the int disc strength chase we have in Menagerie? Um, so right now, I'm okay with you being able to affect the masterwork. With respect to armor, I, I think you can give us enough generosity to make up for the fact that like I don't need to be able to control the stat lean. I can take what the stat lean I get and then as long as generosity is in place, it shouldn't be that hard to, to get a good stat lean. You know? I found one of your shirts from 2016. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. That's old. Uh, Zareason. 
Do you foresee no vendor refresh in the fall, but instead expanded redacted ingram system that contains 20 guns? I no, I don't expect this is a reason because they are updating the vendors with that armor, that base level armor set and the decals. I, we'll have to wait and see what they uh, what they decide to do um, with the guns. Jedi Specter, how large of a loot pool do you think? will be in the redacted ingram and how do you feel raid gear lasting longer i don't know how big the pool will be for the redacted ingram other than what they've told us raid gear lasting longer makes sense but it might cause problems if you give me really dope raid gear this year best in class guns that are awesome some real standout weapons emerge and you let me take them into the raid next year because their 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 sunsetting is a little extended doesn't that perpetuate the current problem of eternal viability being a threat to endgame? Like, you have to consider, well, we're building a raid a year from now, we gotta consider all the guns that we gave people in the previous raid. Now, this works if you go back to a normal and a hard raid scenario. My raid guns from 2020 could be strong enough for the normal raid in 2021, but not strong enough for the hard raid. So I'd be running the normal version to gear up for hard, and, and and very readily, you know, swapping out my gear. Oh, the new raid gear is dope. It's awesome. Maybe it's even got some intrinsic perks for, you know, the raid itself. So I'm gearing up for hard. So you respect my grade grind from the previous year. It's strong enough. It's infusible enough to go into normal. And I'm using normal to gear up for hard. You're, you're doing both. You're respecting my grind of the year, you know, the raid from the year before, and then there's a hard version, and I'm really going to want the new raid gear. You're creating an incentive to where I wouldn't feel forced. I mean, obviously, sunsetting would force me to leave behind the year-old raid gear when I go into hard, but if you craft the loot system properly, the new raid guns, you'd be like, well, of course I want this. It has Oracle Disruptor. See what I'm saying? You would feel like you're gearing up for hard. That's typically what we did in the past. You you, you, you had this idea of like, oh, I'm getting this stuff for hard. The removal of a hard raid, I don't, I don't think it was a good idea. And listen, it's... I never want to say something is easy, but for the love of frick, this is so easy to implement. You have Contest Modifier. You can create a hard mode with the flick of a fricking button. It, it, you create a hard mode by turning on contest modifier and doing something to revives and you're done ship it you don't have to create new mechanics now I'd love for them to create new mechanics I think the difference between King's Fall normal and hard was the exact right uh, you know spectrum they created hard first and then they dialed back some of the mechanics light eater knights to me are the quintessential mechanical pain increase that made King's Fall harder in the right way. You do a little bit of that with Contest Modifier and you're in. It would wor- it work. And it would subsequently sunset, enforce a sunset on year-old raid weapons. So your year-old raid weapons would feel respected and that they were strong enough to go into the new raid, but then you'd start pivoting to the new stuff. you start pivoting to the new stuff to go into the hard mode. I don't want negative modifiers in raids. I'm just thinking Contest. Contest you know, maintains that sense of we gotta stay on our toes here. We, we gotta stay on our toes here. They put contest modifier in Grandmaster Nightfalls. That to me feels like an ex- a good experiment to say, hey, we could do this with raids and have hard raids again. Rochi. 
Do you think that higher-end content should increase the chance of dropping what you want from Redacted Ingrams? This was touched on last night. Cami in chat was like telling Drew, like, hey, make sure and bring this up. And I agreed with both of them that if the content's harder, my chances should increase to give me a shorter grind window if I'm willing to go into harder content. You know, skill being a factor there. If you're good enough for the tough stuff then you can increase your drop chance. Uh, Dark Link. Regarding the redacted engrams in future seasons, how do you feel this will affect sunsetting considering we get some of the weapons back? Well, I would anticipate them doing this in a way where they're not going to bring back something that just got sunset like a month later. I know people are like, yeah, but what if, what if, man? You're trusting Bungie. Okay, listen. To, to maintain... To maintain your skepticism and your doubt, all right, you have to assume they're going to do stuff that would make zero sense. You know, Dylan says, if you're looking forward to returning items being a main focal point of a seasonal content that's paid for, he's like, that's just not going to be the case. So they're going to bring back like a handful of weapons, and you think the handful of weapons they're going to bring back might be something, and uh, not the person that submitted this question, by the way. Oh, it might be something that was previously sunset. I think anything coming back is going to be years old. I think most of the stuff that's going to be returning is going to be stuff from year one. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would anticipate. Yeah, we launched a coffee flavor delusion uh, with Player One Coffee. Um, If you're listening to this on the audio versions and you're interested, it is a light roast. It's great. It's a blend of Central and South American beans, sweet honey undertones, and a smooth finish with a balanced acidity. Uh, They sent me a bunch of flavors, and that was the one I kept coming back to. So you can go to playeronecoffee.com and get the Rageless Roast there. Um, There's no numbers. It's just literally spelled out. Player One Coffee. Jekaturo. What issues might there be concerning drop sources, i.e. experience earned raids versus rates versus activities and the quality of the gear dropped? Um This is one of those scenarios where Bungie has to be very very careful because you're going to end up in the same situation we did with bounties, okay? You're going to end up in the same situation you ended up with in bounties. Oh wow, what's the quickest way to turn over XP? Bounties in a lost sector, okay? What's the quickest way to turn over a focused engram? Lost sector. You're going to create the same dadgum problem. You're going to have people earning high stat armor from a lost sector that takes 30 seconds. That's stupid. You can't do that. You're cannibalizing the grind, right? You are cannibalizing the grind. And so they got to be real careful here because here's how I would do it. You just tear it. You just tear it up. Hey, thank you for ordering some of the coffee. You would just make it go up in tiers. So a lost sector boss or a public space boss should have a very low drop rate chance. If you're going to grind a lost sector, it should it should take a it should take a long time, right? It should take a long time for it to drop. You know, I'm not saying like an entire day, but like I don't know. Let's say it takes you 10 times to get it to drop from a lost sector, okay? You'd be like, oh, that's 10 minutes. Okay, but I can run a strike in less time and also be getting other things for the strike. Maybe more XP. The drop rate's a lot better in the strike. They, they've they got to really, really, really be careful with this because they're, 
they're going to do the exact same thing that they did with bounties and you're going to drive people away from activities that actually take a while um now if i were bungie okay if i were bungie i would take the primo perks so we're going to get 15 focusing abilities if you're going to focus one of the abilities that's like one of the primos let's take the one that we know about high stat rolled armor okay that engram should only then be droppable in certain activities it should it should list no 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 no. this this can only drop in strikes crucible or you know the the way that the way that they've they've set up I'm trying to think of all the things they listed. It would have to be an it would have to be an activity that's either like a match made playlist or one where you've you've at least got something that's going to take some amount of time. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. You focus this Ingram too much. It's not going to drop from a lost sector or the public space. Now, some people might bristle at that and be like, well, that really grates against play your own way. Listen, you got to have barriers in place. You could play your own way right now. And it's really, really stupid. Leveling in a lost sector with repeatables. Come on, that's dumb. You have to admit that that's dumb. So, they they have to have some sort of a spectrum of grind tier, or the or the or this these engrams are going to be bad if they're not careful. How will they implement sunsetting on gear earned from redacted engram? Will it be twelve months after you get the item? They haven't specified how that's going to work yet. Hughes. For the redacted engram, would a point system work? Like, the more you invest, the more points you get. Then you spread them around, like mobility, resilience. No, no, no. You're just crafting gear here. You're just crafting gear here. I don't I don't think that's what we want to see. Next uh, question from Hezen. Hey, Lono, how do... Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, Lono, now that Bungie is finally tackling loot incentive when it comes to high stat armor and world loot, do you feel that they will add this level of intentionality into year four's endgame loot pursuit? Well, it certainly will feel very weird if you have like crazy good intentionality and targeted farming for like world drops and engrams and not for raids and trials. Now, raids and trials can be influenced by this, but not carbon copy versions. So I do think it should have an influence, though, on the level of control and generosity and pursuit that we're given. Largo. Since the community tends toward the path of least resistance, are you concerned about uh, what people will grind the quickest method? Yeah, we just recently talked about that. Augustine. With the combination of a smaller loot pool, sunsetting, how do you think this will affect an average player's seasonal time commitment? I think it may be shorter, but healthier. See, this is where I disagreed with the guy from Reddit who came in last night. Thank you for ordering some of the coffee. You guys are great. The guy that came into the Rageless Roundtable and like he literally, he did not have a back and forth with anybody. He was just copy pasting large blocks of hyperbolic platitudinous text that he put on Reddit and I'm sure he thought was brilliant because he got tons of upvotes on Reddit and that's like validating to what he's saying. He was saying so little of substance. They were just broad, exaggerated statements. And he wasn't interacting with chat at all. He wasn't trying to have a back and forth. I asked him at least two or three pointed questions, and he simply ignored me. The actual streamer of the stream that he was in, he just ignored me. I typed in chat, I asked him pointed questions, and he just ignored me, okay? And he was saying things like that. Oh, it's going to be so, it's going to be so difficult and complicated and casuals are going to leave this game it's going to be a retail failure and I'm like 
hold the phone dude like the casual players live in the public space and strikes they're not even going to notice this thing they're not and then people keep saying this like yeah but the level's going to slowly come up and then it'll sunset everybody's entire loadout no it's not that's not what they're doing they've specified this is only going to affect challenging content end game content that's not the public space that's not strikes that's where these casuals he was so concerned about that's where they live okay I don't think sunsetting is going to have any effect on those people's grinds because when this first got brought up I believe it was Luke Smith who talked about having friends that literally only run breakneck in every activity. That's just all they use. They love it. They just they go into strikes in public space all day long. Breakneck, breakneck, breakneck. Those people aren't going to have to change what they do. They're not. Now, if they go up into harder content, yes, they will suddenly have to go through the rite of passage of like leveling, considering their loadout, and then subsequently being then they will then they will discover, oh, these weapons have an infusion cap. Only then will they discover this this complicated system of an infusion cap. Like it's really hard to understand is like, well, that's old gear. It can only go up so high. Like that's going to be so hard for people to grapple with for some reason in a game about leveling. Anyway, I don't think it'll be shorter. I think these people are just going to keep doing what they always do. They're going to grind up that artifact. They're going to grind up that season pass, get the cool season pass stuff. I think the season pass and the artifact are keeping the casual player base rhythmically engaged because it just lands right on them. They can go do the things they like doing. They can shoot the baddies and periodically they get something cool from the season pass. Periodically their little artifact goes ding and they get to unlock something new. I'm telling you, the battle pass injection, like the Fortnite battle pass injection with that season pass was just so smart. It gives you that sense of seasonal progression if you're a more casual player. You're not max level. You're not grinding raids and going flawless, but you're almost done with your season pass. That little number going up feels good, you know? And you get cool things along the way. So I... The, the, the casual players are not going to suddenly be like, oh my gosh, the loop pool got demolished. They're not even going to notice. That that image we were looking at that got everybody all freaked out, like, oh my gosh, there's almost nothing that's going to be endgame viable come September. The casual players aren't going to know anything about that list, dude. You know what they're doing right now? They're wondering why they can't play because they want to get back to the looties and shooties. They just want to go in and shoot the baddies and see the things drop. That's all they care about. By the way, if you're just tuning in, thank you for being here. The viewership has gone up quite a bit these past uh, this past week. Uh, this is the kind of content that I do, discussion oriented. It's family friendly. It's like a radio show in the background. Make sure to click that follow button. That way, you don't miss out on these streams. Pure thirty six. Would you? Uh, would these help or hurt the game? Aspiration and or loot system. I believe these are going to help the game because it's going to give people a greater intention toward the things that they want. With the decreased reduction in chances to get an actual legendary engram because of the redacted engram how do you think they might balance things so that people farming legendary engrams aren't left out of the conversation well farming legendary engrams like isn't even a thing though i, I don't know i i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's gonna have an effect like, oh my gosh where are you grinding legendary engrams you know what i mean that's not a thing. I think this is exactly why people don't like farming for legendary engrams. They don't have that intentionality, and this is supposed to bring that. It's supposed to bring the ability to target stuff. Milo says, I think casuals like seeing their power level go up, which might affect them. 
the only reason I'm curious about that, Milo, is all the trends we've seen about people that never even come close to max level. All the times Bungie's had to like basically like level everybody up for them. It's almost like they don't engage with that that pursuit. It's like they don't care. And if Bungie supplanted that sense of progress with the art with the season and the artifacts, they get bonus power. They get, you know, that, that artifact's always going up. So I, I don't know. I think they really have scratched that itch of the casual. I, it, the, 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 power, the power level trends we've seen over the years in Destiny, it really does feel like, man, unless it's super streamlined, the casuals just don't do it. Now, that led in last year for people to quit because they felt like they couldn't make progress, but there was still like a groundswell of people playing that seemed to not care. Max level's out of reach, but seeing the number go up every play session might be what they want. I feel like that's what the season pass and the artifact are designed to do. The patch notes are out. Um, is it anything significant or is it just going to be a bunch of fixes? I don't really feel like reading through fixes. Haggy, what is your biggest question mark with the new redacted engram? Will every targeted approach allow people to farm rolls for things targeted faster? Well, Sorry for the twofer. It's fine. Um, my question is, can I go get them somewhere? Or do I have to wait for them to drop? That's my biggest question. We don't seem to have a strong answer on that. We don't have a super strong answer on that. Uh, do, can I go get them and take them and focus them? Or do I have to wait for it to drop? Because it sounds like, in addition to these sources, it also can drop just out in the world. I'm like, so does that mean I have to grind an activity to then get the get them to drop? I'm just seeing fix an issue, fix an issue, fix an issue, fix an issue. Yeah, I'm not going to read those patch notes right now. Kane. With the addition of redacted engrams, changes to infusion, and power cap on weapons and armor, is there a concern that the systems might be too convoluted for new players? Well, anytime you do new systems, you're going to have the people that just get it. We're going to be like, oh, this is like the chalice. And then you have things like the bunker that I think for some people felt like they were drinking from a fire hose. They're like, what is all of this? What are all of these perks? Like, what is the point of all of this? You know what I mean? So they do need to be careful about that. I think after one or two drops, the reason that this works is you'll kind of experience it and be like, oh, 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 I can do this. I can do blah, blah, blah. I can get this and this and this to drop. You know, I think I think that helps. I think it, it, it naturally sort of brings you into the fold of understanding because instead of it being like you go down, engage with an NPC, there's this insane menu. There's all these different options. You're like, I don't know what any of this is. Toot McNute with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. And Mr. Cave Daddy 89 with four months. I'm sorry I missed your resub, uh, Mr. Cave Daddy or Cav Daddy. I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, hang on a minute. Pure 36. Do you see them adding these to endgame content? We've already had that question, so I don't know. Steel Dumpling with the brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge. 45 emotes and ad-free viewing. You'll never see an ad here as a sub. Thank you for supporting the channel with your Prime subs. Uh, Steel Dumpling as well. Xbone Malone with the extra perks contained on the season pass level-wise. Where would you like to see them earned in? I feel like this should be NPC-driven. Um, or it's just on the item itself, kind of like how we upgraded the chalice. 
I'm not sure if I want it on the season pass. Um, and then I think they could just reset this every season the way they reset the artifact. So. Uh, Mufasa likes cheeseburgers, does he? One of the most frustrating things about Ada was the fact that you had to go back and forth to the tower to complete the frames. How does Bungie prevent this from with the redacted engrams? Well, it sounds like they have a chance of dropping. It also sounds like there may be a chance we can go, like, get them somewhere. So I don't honestly know. Another Prime sub coming in from Cappy. Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. So much support of the channel. If you're new, the free and the easy way to support the channel is to just click the follow button. So thank you to everybody that's been doing that. Um, will Ariana's Val be in the redacted loot pool? No idea. They didn't say. Do you feel that the homogenization of activities in regards to loot might hurt the popularity of season activities? This is a really good question. For example, if I can go to the tower... Uh, lot from the strikes I'd never play this air of towers yes yeah, great question what I would say is you've got to make it worth it so if I do if I do the redacted engram and I run the seasonal contents I'm getting both I'm getting like double drops maybe does that make sense so if you could it was like when people said oh you can take the weapon frames into sundial get the drops at the end of sundial and be working on the frames if it's crafted in that way you're not feeling like you have to run the new content okay but if you do it might be better for you they're giving really what this feels like is they're giving the crucible guys the option to just like bow out like you know what I bought the content the new guns look dope but I don't freaking want to run that PVE stuff I don't want to run that sundial no problems you get yourself your uh, you get yourself a couple of redacted engrams and you grind it up in crucible you know it's interesting to me that if it's supposed to drop in the world and then you focus it, I guess it drops as an endgame reward then in Crucible. If we can't go get it from if we can't go get it from a vendor, or it's always in our inventory like like the chalice. You know what I'm saying? And then you focus it and then once it drops, just like the chalice, you gotta reconfigure it with currency. I, and then it, and then it, but then they say it has a chance to drop so it can't be like a chalice if it has a chance to drop you know what I'm saying like oh I got one yay I got one in the wild I can use it I feel personally that they're gonna drop in the wild or you can buy them and configure it so you either wait for one to drop and configure or you go buy it and configure uh, focus at decryption time no they worded it differently than that filthy they said that you would take the engram to the bunker as if you already have it right they said uh, imagine you take this engram to a serif bunker and spend seasonal currency to focus the contents of the engram so it only contains 7 serif SMG and shotgun Somebody just bought some of the Rageous Roast coffee. Thank you. By focusing the Ingram in Season 11, you can choose your rewards. I I don't know. It sounds like something you do beforehand. It sounds like you take it to the activity and it's focused. You run the activity and then it drops the reward. It could happen after it drops, though. I would love more clarity on it because I think we've gotten some good questions just by discussing this. Like, is is this a random drop? Is it a drop I can buy? Like... You know, how long is it going to take me to get a god roll if I got to wait for it to drop? Then I got to configure it. Then I got to run the activity. That feels like, uh, that feels a little bit, uh, that feels a little bit like skeleton keys, maybe. You know, um, 
that feels a little bit like skeleton keys. Maybe too many, uh, maybe too many um, layers of RNG. You know, if there's too many layers of RNG, that's when people are like, "Oh, for frick's sake!" Okay, I'll give you an example. I like the chalice, but I hated waiting for runes. That's the example I'm going to give you. That's a little bit more frequent and maybe a little bit more relevant than the um than the uh, than the skeleton keys. There was nothing worse than 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 waiting and waiting and waiting for the thing that you needed. Oh, Doom Eternal is scheduled for Saturday to update? Somebody said that installs like something. Um, how about this? How about I uninstall you? Um, they, it's, it's installing some kind of a rootkit now when it updates, so screw you. Uh, it says that something finished downloading. Steamworks. I didn't get an update. So how many times I gotta close and reopen Steam before getting the update. I literally just uninstalled Doom. Uh, it's anti-cheat. Yeah, I don't I don't want anti I don't want any more anti-cheat on my system. Like I already have enough anti-cheat on my system. Oh, there goes the Destiny update. Okay, it downloaded. Oh, it's updating right now. It'll update when it, it'll open when it's done. Um so, yeah, the same rootkit with Valorant. Yeah, but at least I play Valorant. I don't want some rootkit anti-cheat installed on the game I don't play anymore. Um it seems pretty simple. You get the drop in the wild randomly or at the end of one of the mentioned activities completion. You then take it to a bunker for a targeted season of the worthy weapon or dawn equivalent. Oh, is that what they mean, Milo? You then take it to the bunker and configure it there. You take the engram to a serif bunker and spend seasonal currency to focus it. I get it now. I get it now. Thank you, Milo. It drops from any of those activities. Then you take it to the relevant NPC, the bunker, and you configure it there. I'm freaking stupid. It's not... I, in my defense, I don't think it was freaking clear. Okay, in my defense. I don't think that was very clear. But I think we just sleuthed it out how it's going to work. When they mentioned the bunker, I thought like they were giving an example of like an activity you would go do. Like, yeah, you would just take it with you to the bunker and run the bunker and get it or whatever. Um, so, yeah. In my defense, I'm getting old and, you know, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, Bird Bro with nine months of subs. Thank you for uh, nine months of subs very, very much. Uh, let's see here. Somebody's asking to be unbanned. They sent a tip and said, any chance to be unbanned over a year and don't even know, remember why I was banned. Well, I have message logs and he put, oh my gosh, yeah, we can unban this guy. He put Sano to Rage with a Kappa. That was probably during the dark days of Fortnite because I can look at the timestamp and see it was 2018. It was two years ago in the summer. So you've been unbanned. Thanks for the two spots. Sorry about that. Captain Brobreens with 12 months. That's an entire year. That's a red badge. A lot of people got bopped during the Fortnite days. I was I was in a dark. I, and this is not jo- this is not me joking. I was I was in a dark place back then. Two years of therapies. Uh, two years of therapy has worked wonders for me, and uh, it was a bad it was a bad time back then. Okay, it was bad. It was a dark it was dark time on the stream and for me personally. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of people got permed and probably didn't deserve it. Seven months from Yoshi and TKG Tins with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes and ad free viewing. 
really it's a smart business plan and it's just now coming back to fruition so if you got bans during that time and you want unbanned it'll cost you five dollars so this is my this is my long con get rich quick scheme I banned a bunch of people back in 2018 with my short temper and now I'm cashing in so if you're here right now and you're banned feel free to tip me the five dollars and I'm getting ready to buy a freaking boat so thank you all of the the permabands this is obviously a total joke <laughs> ah wordy okay let's go back to wordy's question because wordy asked a good question you know is this gonna pull away from the seasonal activity now that we have a better grasp on how exactly this works unfortunately it's happening after my official video so yay for looking stupid for YouTube comments um this I don't think is going to hurt the activity or be a threat to it at all but it gives you the option to say I don't need to set foot in the new activities if I don't want to I can get some of the new stuff another new sub from Tyler Croissant Tyler Croissant thank you so much uh, for the brand new Prime sub enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad free viewing oh wait I'm not banned thank you for the 500 bits Um, anyway uh, Bistro when were you the most happy with Destiny's loot system between Destiny 1 and 2 Wrath of the Machine uh, Wrath of the Machine is always my favorite time. Uh, there was reason to run it more than once. There was loot intentionality. There were extra chests. There was internal currency. There was re-rolling of armor. And I think that that was a fair re-roll. I'm not, I'm not a fan of re-rolling guns. But it was a fair re-roll. It required grinding the raid. It required a currency from the raid. Which is a hop, skip, and a jump away from like grinding for more drops. Um, Wrath of the Machine was the best loot system of any raid. Taken King's loot sucked. Um, most of the weapons were inferior to the hung jury if you wanted a primary the, the, the primaries were inferior to most other uh, primaries at the time any, be- any best in class uh, primaries rather than the machine from a logistical point I just feel like delivered way more value um, it's delivered way more value Papa Trolls somebody said Cosmo tweeted what did he say the viable weapon chart did not show any gear from Shadowkeep or Undying. Uh, is this not a ton of gear to sunset all at once? Should sunsetting start with half the gear? Well, the thing is, is that they're ripping the band-aid off. And now more than ever, the fact that they are hitting Shadowkeep, I really, really think that Paul Tassie's theory is on the money. 11 months from Jay Freeman, thank you. Paul Tassie theorized that the breakup with Activision kept Bungie from having to deliver Destiny 3 this year. 2020 September was likely going to be the Destiny 3 launch. And they were like, we can't freaking do that again. It's not ready. It's not going to work. Whatever they were building, whatever they were preparing, is what we're getting this September. Which will then be, I think, a big enough loot injection and value injection to fill these gaps and to make people be like, oh, okay. They did it in Taken King, and everyone's like, I'm sorry, what is happening with our loot? But it was okay, because they injected enough loot to make up for it. I'm telling you, this year, year three, is a skeleton is a skeleton uh, year. It's a, a skeleton crew year. Why suddenly, this year they add things and nothing has permanence, but next year they're changing the rules and they're going to allow things to stay for an entire year. Why? Why suddenly are the rules changing? Well, it's likely that year three was a get-by year to get to year four. Year four is going to be insanely bolstered by the 
uh, by what was meant to be Destiny 3, and then that gives them time to make Year 5 even better, and then that gives them even more time to then say, okay, Year 6 could be a cruise year. It could be our live team takeover year. You know? I don't think anything's happening in the game, guys. We can go to the tower and see if the skybox has done anything. I have my doubts. Uh, let's see. Shin, Shin the Bin. Um, in future seasons, do you think that the reissued weapons will be put into the redacted engram like they've been doing next season, or will they have a separate engram or both? One for seasonal and one for returning gear from the last ones. Well, we don't want to get too, we don't get a little too crazy here. I don't, I don't think they're going to have like eight engrams by the time this is all said and done. I would say that this will probably be one of the places that weapons are reissued. Also, they can reissue them, reskin, and repurpose the old content. Because the people are feeling a sense of like, I want to go grind these old activities because they've been repurposed, then the redacted engrams can also drop from them. So, oh yeah, it's Tuesday. We can look at Eververse. Sorry, everyone's like, what's in the Eververse? Um, the, I'm sorry, the ornament for the the recluse i would not buy that by the way they're not going to sell legendary ornaments anymore that will likely be put into the game in another way i would not buy that at the current moment um the sun Duresh experiment uh ship is available for silver it's actually on sale obsidian wings is a newer one that's on sale i actually really really like that oh my gosh um i really like that um that looks cool bright dust ship is Arrow of Time. I actually like that too. It's only 2,000. Uh, and then let's come down here. And an ornament for the Arbalist. An ornament for the Last Perdition. This is all Bright Dust stuff. The Arms for the Titan. And then you got a couple of emotes. And I have the Shaders. So... Um... I suppose we could give you guys all the information that you're likely looking for. The Ordeal Nightfall is Broodhold, which is on the Tangled Shore. Uh, Broodhold. The Targeted Nightfalls are Garden World, Pyramidian, and the Corrupted. And then, let's see. It is Void Week for... Um, for reckoning if you want to run that I don't know is it a spare week that spare rotate back in and then strikes are solar solar brawler um uh five dollars from rad donut if five dollars gets me unbanned for a dumb joke that I should not have made then sign me up I know it's a joke I've been dying to participate in these Q&A's of last week tried messaging on Twitter apologize uh and get unbanned never heard back hang on a minute Rad Donut with a five spot. I don't even know. I don't even see any of your messages. You have no message history. Uh, Rad Donut. That Rad Donut is not currently banned in here. So I, I need your actual username. So you can DM me on Twitter. You don't got to tip me again. Um, so, yeah, we could go check the Doritos now and see what the Dorito ships are doing. Um... So pull his record. I tried. There's no user history for his that, that the, for Rad Donut in this uh, in this channel. R Ardam. Do you know if redacted engrams give gear cap at next season's three cap? No, they didn't say. I'm not actually sure 
uh, how exactly that's going to work. Crimsy. I think being able to choose which stats you want on armor is too much freedom, but do you think we should be able to choose which stats we don't want? Um... Well, aren't you kind of arguing for, like, you're, like, sneaking it in the back door a little bit? How many can you say you don't want? You know? Hey, Kim, how are you? Kim.com, get them five subs to the community. Guys, check the chat. You may have gotten gifted a sub. Appreciate that very, very much. Um, I appreciate you, dude. Uh, I would say that you gotta be careful with this. Now, if you're like, I don't want mobility, and that's the only one you can mark then okay, I guess I could see that. Um, I could see saying like, yeah, that's about as that's about as much as I think I want to do. There's a little one out in front. There's a little one. The same difference? Right, like if you basically say, I don't want mobility, well then you're basically saying like, well the rest, you know, the rest are okay. $5 from uh, Bumblebee says, not banned, just wanted to say hi, thank you. So, if you just marked one, I might be okay with that. I still am I'm hesitant on that. I don't want to give people this ability to, like, basically craft the, the stuff. It feels like, it, again, it feels like you're sneaking in, in the back door. Giggity. Seth Sethson. Uh, with sunsetting weapons not being able to be infused uh, past previous season's highest power level... Couldn't this lead to issues when trying to max out their light in later seasons? Everything will be dropping much higher, and then they can't be infused. I am curious if Bungie has the internal numbers here. They know, I think, just how many people never set their sights on and never go after going going up to uh, max level. Do you see what I'm saying? If... If Bungie knows, it was like when they went to... I'm going to give you an example that's going to seem very different, but it's very, very similar. When Rise of Iron came out, what did Bungie say? We're making it exclusive to the new consoles. Why do they say that? They said that because they were confident. They said the only only about 10% of our community is on the old stuff. Okay? So, they were confident that not enough people were were really going to need that like continued support. They were they were they felt a freedom to leave that behind, all right? So, in light of that, in this scenario, I would think that like Bungie knows, yeah, very few people focus on going max power. Very few people do it. Last year, they had to add surge bounties cuz people couldn't do it or at least they weren't even focusing on it. This year, the artifact kind of relieves you from that sense of duty. You know? Think about it. Uh, think about how many people are like, I don't really care about leveling because of the artifact. Or the artifact kind of glosses over leveling. Lavoidzy, thank you so much for the brand new Prime sub. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. Like, right now, I don't pay attention to my max level. I don't. Why? My artifact is a plus 17. My weapons are all over the place. I use weapons that are, that are you know, 1,003, 999, 1,004, 988. Like, I have all kind of weapons all along. And it's like, I don't know. Some people are getting inside of Felwinter's bunker. Well, I'm not doing the quest, so... <laughs> Alright, next question. What XP grind? 
Do you think the intentionality added by the categories of the redacted engrams will be enough to compensate for the RNG of all the world drops? This is one of those big, broad yes or no questions, so I'm going to the next one. George Sturth, do you think redacted engrams is the first step in Bungie's player way? Well, that and the pursuit weapon, the seasonal pursuit weapon that you can get in either side of the game. PvP or PvE. It's high noon. With the swords, uh, with where swords are, do you still think that they belong in the energy slot still? I think swords are in a significantly better spot. Thank you, Martian, for gifting us up the JD Gamer. Uh, I think swords are in a much, much better spot. I like them in the right context. Um, so, I like them in the right context. I'm not looking to do Reckoning right now, Silent. It wasn't even a good combination. It was like Void Brawler, I think. Big Huge. Are the redacted engrams temporary, given the fact that the next season's seasonal content will stick around for the whole year? Well, this is a really good question. I didn't think about this one. Dadgummit. We did get pretty late in the Q&A, and a, and a new question emerged. We haven't covered this yet. I like this. So what are they going to do in the winter season? I wonder if that's this engram's design, is to only hold the, like current season's relevant stuff and then they're gonna take the undying worthy and dawn stuff and that stuff will slide out so when you get to season 13 season 12 will be in there but it the real the new stuff will be in there as well like right now there's two categories old stuff and new stuff and i think it's just always gonna slide forward so you'll have season 13 and 12 12 would be the old 13 would be the new and then you'd slide forward Season 14 would be the new stuff that you could focus, or Season 12 would be the old stuff you could focus. Peacock. What's going to happen when the Ingrams get too big of a loot pool? I think they'll rotate stuff out of it, like we just said. Yeah. Uh, Demian, Demian, Demian Alex. Do you believe that the redacted Ingrams is a way of testing the waters to change up normal legendary Ingrams and even prime Ingrams? This is another broad question that I can't... You're like, do you think this is what they're testing? So it's a yes or no question and it's super broad. So the only reason I'm, I'm explaining why I'm skipping certain questions is just to help people in the future. So it's like, do you believe this is a way of testing the waters with other things? And it's like... I don't know. Yes or no is the answer, and I don't think we have enough information for me to speculate. I do speculate sometimes, but in this particular situation, I don't think I have enough to go on. It's not even in the game yet. Uh, Lil Based. Though I love the idea of play and get loot, do you fear these engrams are becoming too transactional in the long run? Well, given that it sounds like you're still going to have to depend on them dropping, I don't think so. Um... Milo says, again, this works. The redacted engram will hold the year's weapons. Once you get it to drop, you take it to the respective NPC to get the loot from a specific season within the year. That's exactly right. Milo's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you get to season 14, if you want to focus it for season 13 stuff, you go to that NPC. You would go to the bunker. Whatever season 13's bunker is, is where you would take the redacted engram. That's exactly right. So the... So you could get all the way to the summer and still be focusing your Ingram for winter stuff if you want. That's exactly right, Milo. I think I think Milo's got it. Vivid Archer. Are weapons and armor obtained from redacted Ingrams going to have the current seasonal logo on them, making them viable for endgame until they get sunset? It'll have... 
Yeah, so if new armor in Season 14 drops from Redacted Ingram, it's going to have the Season 14, like, icon on it. Now, you can't cheat here, okay? You can't get all the way to the summer and go all the way back to the September season and, like, get the Ingram to drop it, and then all of a sudden it's, it's, got, a, it's got a longer sunsetting period. They're not going to let you do that. The item is still going to have its identity in the database rooted to the, the season that it drops. Does that make sense? So, like, if the redacted Ingram was in the game right now, and I went and focused it for a Vex offensive gun drop, the Vex offensive gun would still have the icon from that season because that's how the item exists in the game. So, Peacock with the next question. Do you think that the redacted Ingram should be a choice when you turn in tokens with rep vendors like Banshees, Shaxx, or Zavala? This is where I think they could just really, really hearken back to what they did in D1. When I token roll over an NPC, I can just, pick, let me pick gun or armor. Gun or armor. Now, I don't want token slamming to be a great source of stuff, but I think that'd be a fine quality of life improvement. I continue to think the best changes they can make are changes that have me out in the world grinding for gear as opposed to token slamming or buying a bounty. That's why the Ingram idea, it has me hopeful. Let me just go out and grind strikes or relevant seasonal content or crucible, and that's where gear is dropping. The lie is not fixed, but it sounds like somebody glitched into the bunker. Wordy. Will we be able to see Magnificent Hal in one of these Ingrams in the future, or is that perk the power ceiling that for allowable with legendary primary, considering the perk had the most almost be entirely reworked? I mean, I could see them tapping into perks like that and saying these are reserved for best-in-class weapons, and then those best-in-class weapons would be like Adept Trials weapons or Raid weapons. I don't see them taking something like Magnificent Howl or, or out, I'm sorry, or Desperado and putting it on an item that just drops from an Ingram. That would need to be on aspirational loot, I would think, if they decide to repurpose it, bring it back, and let it exist for a year in the endgame. What's your opinion on the spending of special seasonal currency to narrow the Ingram rewards? Should you be easily grindable and affect your ability to get the curated role? This is a broad one that I don't have a lot to go on yet. So as long as it's the relevant currency, I think it works. That makes you not be able to really, really sandbag. Um, And if you do sandbag, what Milo has already said would be a perfect system. If you sandbag a bunch of currency from season 13 and you're going to use that to focus the Ingram in season 14, that currency is only relevant at that NPC so right now if you were like sandbagging Warmind bits and you're like oh yeah I'm going to use it to focus my Ingram next season well the Warmind bits would only be usable at the bunkers for the bunkers items whatever's new in the next season you won't have currency for and therefore won't be able to focus the Ingram until you start getting that currency maintaining new season content relevancy and disabling you from sandbagging And if somebody's like, well, that's not fair. I grinded for all that currency. You're right. You grinded for all that currency in season 13. And guess what? You can use it to focus engrams for season 13 loot. I think that that works. I think that's logical. Golden 25. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does, does the extra 15 categories mean 10 guns, five armor or more specific selection? It sounded to me like abilities to focus. Like they're going to let you focus certain things is what it sounded like to me. PK 16. Do you think the redacted Ingram is going to be locked behind the season pass since you have to use this 
seasonal currency. It's not locked behind the season pass because they said free-to-play owners will get it, but be very limited in what they can do with it. Uh, Shortchange Hero. With the redacted engrams heading in the right direction, do you think they are just going to introduce more unneeded frustration? If I invest currency into it and don't get what I want, that's just wasted time and currency. Um... Do you think that they are just going to introduce more unneeded frustration if I invest currency? Listen, you're just describing destiny, bro. Like, what do you mean? This is destiny. You invest in in a grind and you don't get what you want and you keep chasing. So you're basically saying if I invest the currency and don't get what I want, that's wasted time and currency. So you're saying you should be able to purchase a God roll, right? Let me invert your complaint. You're essentially arguing against an ideal in that if I spend the currency, I should get what I want. Okay, so you should be able to buy a god roll. Right? That's that's the answer to your proposed potential frustration. I can't let you buy god rolls. That's a terrible idea. Right? Now, I know you're not saying that that's what you want to do, but if I solve for X, if I solve for the problem you're enumerating here, I, I, give, I give it to you every time, right? If it's too transactional and too accessible, it really, really dilutes and really, really cheapens grind. You got to be careful. If grind takes too long, fatigue and a sense of futility hits. If grind is too easy, the content it doesn't feel like it's it doesn't feel like it's worth anything. It feels like it's cheap. I'm saying that they're just adding more RNG on top of RNG and adding more frustration that isn't needed. Why don't we wait until we see all the abilities shortchange hero? Because I'm always cognizant of like layers of RNG frustrating players because of the skeleton key grind from D1. It had too many layers of RNG. I'm sensitive to that. This sounds like the more you upgrade it and the more you get abilities for focus, the better it'll be. Like, listen, they said in the TWAB, you can focus it to where only two potential guns drop from it. That's pretty dadgum good. You're literally saying, out of all these different weapons, I'm going to get one or one of these two. That's not bad. You're like, well, there's a, that's that's more layers of RNG. I gotta I gotta get the right gun, then I gotta get the right masterwork, then I gotta get the right perks. I think that's an argument for generosity more than like, oh, it needs to be super super easy to get the gun that I want. It it's it's a mixture, right? Generosity and intentionality overtuned cheapens the grind as well as the reward. Juice box, I missed your two resubs, a 28 month and a 32 month. Thanks for keeping two subs here, man. I appreciate you, Juice box. Vendor sold god rolls. Yeah, D1 did that as a last hurrah. Cosmo literally referred to that as a last hurrah. That was not an, a perpetual value point or loot standard in a game. That was like a yeah, it's coming to a close. Last chance, you know, last hurrah to try and get some god rolls. You're not going to do that all the time. That was that'd be awful. White Mamba 5. Lono, do you think that Bungie could come across... I'm uh, sorry, come out with the material that lets you re-roll certain slot on weapons so you're not mindlessly chasing weapons. You and Short Change Heroes that just asked the last question, you guys could be friends. You're getting at the same issue and you gotta be very, very careful. Pain, pain in the game is good. You remove pain and everything gets smoothed over. They referred to D1 Vanilla as a baseball that they smoothed over so much it had no grooves on it. They softened every edge. You smooth over all those edges, you remove all the pain, and it's too smooth. A game's gotta have some pain, some grind, some pursuit, some sense of, I'll get it eventually. 
So you like you two are highlighting something that I'm sensitive to. It shouldn't take you four months to get a God roll mindbenders, but there's two ditches to fall into that we really, really need to be careful about. If it's too, too grindy or too, too easy, both of those are ditches we can fall into. Serial Kira. Does casual grind get affected by what the community deems as the best role? Instead of looking for a fun role, they look for a specific role. If a player is a paying attention to a YouTuber, Reddit thread, or Twitch streamer and determining what role they want to chase, they're not a casual. Their hours may be casual, but they ain't a casual. If you're going to Reddit, if you're watching Drewski or Cool Guy or anybody else Fallout, and you're getting your, your marching orders from their God Roll videos... No, 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 no. You're not a casual. Absolutely not. Casual players are not doing that. They don't even freaking know what that is. They don't They don't know who Say No to Rage or Fallout plays. They don't know who we are. Okay? So you're talking about a committed player chasing the right role based off of a YouTube video. That's not a casual grinder. That's somebody chasing a, a trophy. That's somebody chasing a particular role. That's a very, very in-tune player. Now, their their hour, the amount of hours they put in, okay, the amount of hours they put in may be casual. But I don't think you can say, oh, that hurts the grind. If you're going to use your intelligence, awareness, and like wherewithal to like watch videos to pursue a god role, I don't think that hurts your grind. I think it enhances it. It makes you cherish cherish one role over another. It creates a spectrum of value that I believe enhances your grind rather than hurts it. It makes you celebrate one drop more than another. Big Chewy Gaming. Do you think that Redacted Ingram should also have a chance to drop previous seasonal mods? At the moment, Banshee is the only way to get them. I would look for future twabs on this. I don't think Banshee's going to stay exactly how he is now. Um... I still think Infusion needs to get go go die in a fire, and then you don't need upgrade modules, and um, you know I think they just need to remove Infusion and go to slot leveling. Um, and in Infusion's been a pain point for a really really long time. It's been mitigated significantly. It was a huge pain point in year two. It's less of a pain point in year three. I think it's time to remove it altogether, and then you could use Banshee to do exactly what you're talking about here. If if you if you do that, then I, I think that I think that you're putting Banshee into a better position to like refill uh, people that might have missed mods and stuff. Maybe you're on the hunt for like a charge with light mod or something. I, I, you know, being able to being able to do that with him, I think would be good. What is slot leveling? Slot leveling is how the game treats you right now. So right now, when you have a heavy weapon drop at a thousand five, so my Wendigo is a thousand five. The game, when it drops things for me, it views me as if my heavy le- my heavy weapon is a thousand five. I don't even have to have it equipped. I don't even have to have it equipped. In the background, slot leveling is already a thing. Drops are dependent upon highest equipable. So you just got to change the you just got to change the language. Okay, slot level the, the the items the slot of the items level is dependent upon highest equipable. That's all it does. And sunsetting still works because you would just have items that get capped and when equipped, pull that slot's level down. You know? If this avalanche was capped at 1,000 and I equipped it, it just pulls the slot's level down. Everything else would take on the properties of highest equipable. The game, the game, the game already does this in the background. It's already in place. It's already in place. So each item instead of average all gear? No, like you would literally right here next to this slot, you would just see 1,005. 
it would just say a thousand five. So anything I equip is just a thousand five, unless it's unless it's sunset. So that's it, Bob. Done. That's it. Done. Yeah, streamers went and argued for painful infusion, and infusion needed to be a meaningful choice. And now that's all getting walked back, and you know we're getting revisionist history about how infusion is the problem and should have never been added to the game. I don't know why you would go to a community summit and argue for it then, but and argue to make it painful and meaningful. But I think it needs to be completely removed. I have been arguing against infusion since Forsaken get it out of the game it isn't helpful it, it ruins player volition slot leveling is already in place in the background what about the currencies the only currency you use for infusion are upgrade modules and the upgrade modules are just bought with planetary materials you use planetary materials to get ascendant shards and in and, and uh and the and the and the um and the enhancement prisms, enhancement prisms and shards are, are used over here, and you use all that planetary material over there. So, I have been the single most consistent on this. As far as people being consistent in their position, I have been so consistent on, like, get rid of infusion, it's stupid, and just level us up automatically, and slot leveling would do that. You're more generous with the drops anyway, like, everything should just level me up. I don't care where it drops. A legendary, a blue, I don't give a frick. Everything that drops is just leveling me. And, oh, wow, this is higher than my current equipable. Cool. Boom, it bumps the slot up. Nice. Making it easier to get an endgame content, making it more accessible to people to be like, ah, I can leave behind this gear. It's fine. I'm getting, I'm getting constant. I'm constantly bumping my slots level. I don't have to worry about infusion. And then, and then people would be more, you know, paying more attention to their level because they're like, oh, I'm actually leveling up. I'm getting access to new things or more power or whatever the frick. Instead of now, it's like, well, I really like using my line in the sand, but it's 960 and I have this thousand four that dropped. Do I want to infuse it? Well, if I infuse it, I lose the item and I, I don't want to do that, but I really like my line in the sand and I, I don't like the fact that it's a 960 and my heavy's most highest equipable is actually a thousand and five so my line of the sand just sits here at a 960 and you know and, and, and it's less likely to get equipped because of that you know uh largo would intrinsic anti-champion mods in legendaries be appropriate reward for aspirational content so would intrinsic anti-champion mods in legendaries be an appropriate reward for aspirational content this would be one way to take them up a notch, yes, but you'd have to leave that mod slot open still. I got news for you. If Bungie's version of a best-in-class hand cannon is this with unstoppable built in, and then I can like have this slot here, I, that's not bad. I would say that's probably good for like strike drops. The best strike drop has a chance to drop with an intrinsic champion. That ain't good enough for a raid or trials, my friend. Like that's not good. It's a good idea. It's a good idea, but that's not that's not good enough for for true aspirational content. It's too specific. It's like oh, it's champions. Yeah. If that's what Bungie's holding on to, if the champion mods were an experiment to feel like oh, that can be a a higher echelon of gear drop. I will freaking roast them like there's nothing left. I'll be so angry. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You talked about the recluse. This ain't a recluse. This is a weapon I already have with intrinsic unstoppable. 
Now, I don't think they're going to do that based off of Andrew Hopp's commentary about wanting to add guns that are at the level of the recluse more often to shred PvE. Keep in mind, he was talking about PvE when he said that. He want, they want to add guns that let you shred in PvE. I don't think they're in their mind intrinsic anti-champion is good enough to hit that oh yeah it's like the recluse I'm like are you out of your freaking mind the recluse was deadly in garden anti-champion mods only affect certain enemy types they're contextual power that's not that that's not that's not aspirational perk I like your idea I don't think it's going good I don't think it's going far enough I would say what you're describing is good for like a midway strikes could have good god rolls and then they can like have intrinsic curated and then there's aspirational stuff in grandmaster and raids so there's you get this sense of like there's stuff all along the spectrum i still think intrinsic anti-champion or an extra mod slot for the anti-champions would be good and then loosen it up so i can run anti-barrier let me run two or something that'd be cool too let me switch between unstoppable and anti-barrier by holding down reload you know what i mean Wolf. Uh, somebody gifted a sub to Sir Danglesack. Oh, that's a heck of a name. Thank you, Omni, for doing that. And then Crucial gifted a sub to Omni. Omni paying it forward. Thank you for doing that. Um, Wolf says, in the next season, are they going into next year, do you think that they will add new Darkness subclasses? I do not think so. People are going to continue to predict Darkness subclasses until it finally happens. They're going to be like, see, I told you. Like, we'll get Darkness subclasses in the year 2029. And people are like, I told you we were getting Darkness subclasses. I mean, it was two decades ago, but I said we were going to get them. I, I don't think so. I don't think anytime soon. It's like when you're chasing a god roll and, and someone in chat's like, oh, it's definitely this time. It's definitely this time the 28th drop they're like yeah see I told you I told you it was gonna drop shut the frick up you said it every time (laughs) pure chaos uh do you think Bungie will need to do something with inventory for inventory space for these the redacted engrams seem to be something for an inventory slot and inventories are super no I don't think this is gonna go in inventory it'll be probably where the prime engrams sit and you're you're gonna focus it run something and it drops so they're not gonna take up a bunch of space Eknor. Do you see Bungie making a significant increase in power level each year? Otherwise, sunsetting will not make much of a difference with low-level weapons equipped. How much power increase will be good enough? Um, okay, do you think they'll make significant increases in power level each year? Otherwise, sunsetting... No, no, no. They're already experimenting with that. They're already experimenting with that right now. If you... If you look at this season's format, they did a 40 bump. That reason they did that 40 bump is like that would sunset your gear. That would work. So they're going to do a level bump. That is exactly why as soon as I saw that and I saw those two things coming together, people like, "Why are they suddenly doing why are they suddenly doing a 40 bump? They didn't do a 40 bump last time, right? Why are they suddenly doing a 40 bump?" And I said, "It's because of sunsetting, right? It's oh, it's sunsetting." So that is the, that is the exact that is the exact reason they're doing it. They're basically experimenting with it now. So more than likely they're going to look at the trends and they're going to see do we need to make adjustments to leveling patterns? I believe there is an incoming twab about leveling because I believe their internal data is showing them leveling doesn't happen to the degree that it needs to. I still think it's top heavy. I think the top 10% hit max and then everybody else just kind of doesn't. That's a potential problem if sunsetting and leveling happens every season. That feeling of futility just cannot be a thing. That's a, that's a, that's a concern. 
that is a big big concern about like every season feeling like dude I'm never ever gonna get I'm never gonna get ahead here I'm never gonna level up it just takes too freaking long so they're gonna have to consider it um oh it's rad underscore donut okay hang on user rad underscore donut you had 67 messages you've been following me since last year okay 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 I'll let you come out of timeout I'll let you come out of the penalty box we might have to start just doing 24 hours on people that abuse Q&A because it got a little unwieldy and we had to be hard on people because they really thought they were going to skirt around the rules so we might have to just start doing 24s on folks to really to make it hurt but to let you come back because people were being pretty disruptive with Q&A and that's why I was quick to snap at people and also just to hit them with permas because it, it was very very disruptive um, it doesn't seem like it to you, but on my end, there's a mountain of questions that I'm trying to answer every day, and every little joke one like that causes issues. So, um, appreciate you at least coming back and, and apologizing. I I, I, I'm, I always give people second chances if I feel it's it's the right call. Um. Uh, yeah, we already answered this one about the leveling. Tiger Shark says, uh. So I know that the people that have Mountaintop or Revoker or any Crucible Pinnacle, do you think that it will upset players that grinded for days or weeks for these weapons? Well, of course they will. Of course they will. Here's here's the general issue, though, with that. They sunset your stuff now, and they do it with a nerf, which is a greater disrespect. Let, Let me ask you something. You grind a ton of hours for something... Like, I don't know, Luna's in the Not Forgotten! Ha <laughs> ha! It gets nerfed to the point that it it doesn't feel like a pinnacle weapon anymore. Its presence and its saturation in the Crucible goes down accordingly. So, was that not a disrespect of your grind? And in many respects, it feels like a greater disrespect of your grind? They actually tampered with the gun. They didn't cap its infusion so that it can't go in the trials and iron banner. They literally tampered with the gun. I don't know. That to me feels like a greater disrespect. I think people are missing that aspect of it. They've been doing this for five years. They've been constantly doing this. They sunset by way of nerf and they, because they don't call it that. You know, Dun Dun gifted us up to Rad Donut. Thank you. That's a three month badge for Rad Donut. Thank you for doing that. He gets a blue badge now. Uh, Barjan. What if they replaced all the blue drops? with old sunset gear so they're still obtainable but they don't take from the loot pool I absolutely love your idea but I'm concerned that people would really really dislike it because number one blues serve as infusion leveling fodder so Bungie would have to figure that aspect out if they create that vacancy items that have been sunset can't help you level so if they take over the blue spot blues can go up I mean think about it you get blues now that drop at a thousand a thousand whatever to help you um, you know to help you level to a certain point so Bungie would have to sort that out if sunset weapons are dropping instead of blues then you've just taken away one source of leveling for people also I would consider this to be dangerous because of confusion you're going to confuse folks they're going to feel like I I don't understand. Why are these dropping? I thought these got sunset. Oh, they did, but that's why we're just letting them drop. Uh, (laughs) You're almost making people aware of something they don't need to be reminded about. 
you know, if you're not thrilled about sunsetting, do you really want to see these things dropping with regularity? Probably not. Remorse. I think we can all agree Recluse was basically an exotic but legendary. With a weapons 2.0 surely on the horizon and Bungie wanting to make more recluses, do you think that we will still see a new tier of weapon? This is exact. This is written... If, if I wanted to write a question that doesn't work as a question, this is one of them, Remorse. You're here a lot. You're basically saying, yes or no, do you think we will see a new tier of weapon? This this is not... You shouldn't submit questions like this as someone who hears on a regular basis. You know this is a yes or no broad question. You're asking me if I think Bungie's going to do what they said they're going to do. They have said, we want to do this. We want to make weapons at that level. That is our commitment. And you're saying, do you think they're going to do it? No. I think Andrew Hops and Bungie are all just lying to us. What? This is, this, this is the type of question that just clutters up Q&A, and I know people are like, what a dismissive jerk, he just talks down to his audience. If you've been here with regularity, you know this type of question, just what am I supposed to say to this? I meant like a new color. Oh, okay. Well, they, but they haven't said that though, Remorse. I don't think they're going to add a new color. Okay, your question has at least some validity to it now. I didn't know that's what you meant. I was like, what are you talking about? They said they want to make this style of weapon. They want to make best-in-class weapons. That's what I thought you were referring to when you said new tier. I don't think they're going to introduce another another color, homie. No. I think that causes... I feel like that would cause confusion. You know? Will there be a new tier after exotic? Oh, I don't think he means after an exotic. I think he means an in-between. I think he means legendary and then what we had in pinnacles, right? Legendary, pinnacle, exotic. I think that's what he's asking about. They introduced pinnacles. They didn't give them new colors. So I don't think they're going to do that here either. I, it, this isn't a terrible question. This is an okay question now that I know what you're getting at. Sorry. I, I, some People do that a lot. They're like, what, yes or no, do you think Bungie can do it? And that's what this sounded like. Um... I thought you were asking, do you think they can or do you think they will? I don't see them doing the new tier or a new color because they didn't do it with pinnacles, right? They didn't do it with pinnacles. The only reason I would think they may consider doing something to signify it's a it's a best in class or a pinnacle is to make it stand out and to make it even more desirable. So I could see them maybe doing it but I, I, I think it's unlikely just because for such a long time we haven't had that. That'd be kind of weird. That'd be kind of out of nowhere, right? Um, if I wouldn't be against it, by the way. I, I'm not saying no to it. I'm saying I think it's unlikely. Uh, Jur Doom. If the base light level is ever brought up again, do you see Bungie allowing sunset weapons into raids that were originally not allowed in? Okay, so your question. Let's give the big picture here. Somebody, you guys might, uh, this, is, this is a tough one to picture. So Jerdoom is basically saying in September of 2020 if I've got sunset gear from Shadowkeep that's not strong enough to go into the raid. If a year later they raise the power level of all that gear, would I then subsequently be able to take that gear into that raid? I would think yes. That would be at that point in time it would no longer be considered endgame. It would be considered a year old outdated raid and if they go in like when they raise everything to 750 if they did that if they just suddenly raise everything to 1050 and this year's raid was at that power level and then a year later you're like oh my 
Shadow Keep guns are now uh, now a thousand fifty. They just raise that floor. I can now take them into the raid. I, they'd probably be okay with that. Because at that point, they don't have to maintain the raid's aspirational feel. It's a year old. Think about it like this. Let's flip the whole thing around. It's entirely possible they release aspirational guns in 2021's raid that decimates the 2020 raid because they des- they didn't design the 2020 raid for those weapons in mind. You know, maybe there's some insane sniper in the 2021 raid that you can go back to an old raid with and it just completely decimates it. That's fine. Why? It's an old raid by then. It doesn't have to maintain its aspirational feel. You can't maintain a perpetual aspirational feel in a raid after an entire year. That doesn't even happen anyway. Usually six months in, everybody's wrecking the raid. If you're a raider, the people that raid are just destroying it fairly easily. I want to be careful here. There are people that always kind of struggle, but you could do it with contest. True, true. So contest would always kind of keep and maintain the difficulty. Yeah, it's like two weeks. I was saying six months, Harry, because like it takes a while to kind of ripple through LFG and the less experienced players. You know, halfway through the year, anybody who's raiding regularly is doing it with their eyes closed. So, Leviathan raid still difficult because of the bugs, or because it's actually difficult? Because <laughs> you go and slide through the barrier, or the dogs cheat like garbage? What? what is it, or or do you think it's truly difficult? <laughs> I failed more to glitches in Leviathan than actual fails. I freaking hate that raid. <laughs> uh, five, four, ones. Um, uh, wouldn't it make more sense to have a revolving redacted engram with viable weapons that have more time before sunsetting with stuff from recent past seasons? This is just a big suggestion that they're not going to do. I would rather talk about what they're actually going to do. Far West Fox. Could your weapon boon idea work with these engrams? Could it help with drop rates in RNG? I'm really, really curious about the abilities. I really am. I really am curious because I said you would be able to target farm an item and that target farm would get better as the season goes on because you'd level up the NPC. This sounds very similar. You can target farm the item with the engram, focus what's going to drop, and then it sounds like the focusing abilities will get better as you unlock them. So that's what it feels like to me at least. Do you think redacted engrams should be a way of bringing back old legendary weapons from D1? I would honestly think that returning weapons are most likely going to come from year one. I, I think that's the most likely uh, result. Uh, Anon, Anonymous Boy. Are weapons like Mountaintop and the 21% affected by sunsetting? Yes, they are. Frank and Berries. If Bungie would rather sunset than nerf to give us powerful gear, wouldn't having multiple guns we get be super super strong like recruits be too much and thus lead to a nerf if they don't it will remain OP for a whole year I think Bungie's okay with this listen I would rather them embrace this idea that whoa wow you guys have come up with some pretty crazy strategies with a lot of those weapons and perk combinations that we put out there that's crazy good job why come behind us and nerf it why what, so for an entire season, usually those those metas emerge and people just destroy bosses. And then why come behind us and nerf it? You don't have to. You don't have to. Unless it's going to break some aspirational piece of content you have slated for a future season, leave it alone. The only thing right now they react quickly to are exotics that are broken, like 
glad makes a video where he like punches the toenail of a boss and it dies because he's doing some weird thing with an exotic well they they have to then lock that exotic or infinite supers or whatever the frick that's the only time I feel like they react really really quickly if we're going into a raid and we're baking it because there's some new the, the best in class weapons are really delivering well then leave it alone who cares we, I mean, look at what we did to Garden of Salvation. Look how long it took them to do anything to Izanagi's. At that point, why do it? It's a threat to future content. That's why. It's not a threat to future content if it's going to get sunset. What they did to Izanagi's ultimately was not because people were beating Garden fast. They spent how many months beating Garden fast with Izanagi's burden? What the frick? Like, they let us do it for an entire season plus, right? I don't even know when that nerf landed. It basically lasted for an entire season, right? So, if if Izanagi's was going, if it was a legendary, and it was helping you bake a, a raid like that for an entire season, there's no reason to nerf it. It's going to get sunset, uh, you know, later, later, as soon as it hits its 12-month mark. Now, again, the only reason you might want a sunset is, well, we got this new thing we're launching in the summer, and this is going to completely invalidate it. We might need to tone it down a little bit. Okay, nerfs are still going to happen. The hope would be they'd be a lot less frequent. There'd be a lot less, well, you guys are burning enemies down. <laughs> we got to nerf it. Right now they say that because the stuff's viable for forever. Tractor cannon, Ikelos, shotgun, recluse. These are all examples of weapons that were obliterating content that had to be nerfed because they're around for forever. Eligible wall. What if for leveling, they go straight experience for leveling and you get skill points you can put into each weapons and armor to level up? It's just a whole new system I can't see them doing. The three, uh, the Jace. Hey Lono, do you think that strike-specific weapons should be able to drop with champion mods? I feel it would get people back into the OG Nightfall playlist. This is one of those times where you're just sort of submitting a suggestion. I don't think the suggestion is bad. I just think it's super, super specific. Like, is that enough to get people in the OG Nightfall playlist? probably not is this a cool idea if it like i would even say have it be intrinsic like drop it with an intrinsic so i don't even have to equip it it's just there that could be another thing to grind for um but i don't know if that's enough to get people into the og strike playlist or the og nightfall playlist i think it needs to be better than that there are certain metas that should be nerfed though 150 grenade launchers for example not fun for the game Izzy was a fun meta because there was some level of skill to maximizing DPS instead of just spamming M1 with a grenade launcher right and so I think that's another example of sometimes Bungie has to say is this a weapon problem or an archetype problem okay so if people were obliterating a boss because of something specific that the Wendigo did you would just sunset the Wendigo and leave it alone but any spike grenade launcher was destroying. It was just destroying. It was chintzy cheesy. So they would say, okay, no, that's not, a, that's not a specific grenade launcher problem. That's not a Wendigo problem, or that's not an outrageous fortune problem. That's a grenade launcher problem. We have to address grenade launchers. You know? That's still going to happen from time to time. Do you think that we will still see rework to make collections more useful? This is another yes or no broad question. I have no idea. Do you, do you think yes or no they're going to rework collections in the future? No, literally no idea. I really need you guys to commit to not doing this anymore. I just I have no idea on this kind of stuff. 
if, if it's a yes or no question about do you think Bungie can pull it off do you think Bungie's going to address this I don't have answers to those questions they haven't hinted at anything about collections they haven't if they've hinted about something or talked about something then I have something to go on they literally haven't addressed this at all bird bro curious as to how this affects slot leveling idea does it still make sense with the coming changes I still think as I said a little bit ago slot leveling could still work within this system Tim the teach man say it takes X amount of hours to get max level in a fall season if you wait for next summer will it take four hours um I I don't really get what you're driving at I don't think they're gonna they're, they're not gonna do if it takes X amount of hours to get max level in the fall season, if you wait for the next summer, will it take four times the hour, four X hours? Oh, will it take more time? I honestly don't know. This is another question. I don't have any information to talk about this. Uh, Arcanus. Do you think Bungie could let us upgrade our gear to its maximum viable power when PvP introduces a power cap and contest modifier in PvE? I mean... So we would just, do you think they could let us upgrade our gear to its maximum viable power when they introduce a power cap and contest modifier? Why would they do this? I don't understand. Are you saying when they raise everything, should they raise your old stuff? Question, questions are getting, questions are getting a little like, I'm having, I'm having a hard time here with some of these. Do you think with the sun setting and the high cost of master working armor, they should lower the material cost or be more generous materials from all activities? We addressed this yesterday. Dan, do you think that redacted engrams introduce an opportunity for set like loot in the game? Expanding on Gambit Prime for this type of content. Well, set loot is a problem. We don't have a good loadout system in this game. And related to the last question, how many how many sets do you want right do you want a set for raids and then a set for strikes and then a set for trials and a set for this and a set for that with the with the needed you know leveling and raising the energy of armor you, you, that that's going to become a mountainous task for what marginal benefits you're going to invest in an entire armor set for what marginal benefits and strikes are you going to really invest all that are you going to hunt for god rolls are you going to hunt for god rolls and then level all the armor pieces just for strikes then for nightfalls then for raids then for trials you know if you set set bonuses for something like prime i i just think you in the new system i got to go get all the armor pieces with the stat leans that i want then i got to level them up for marginal benefits even if they gave us a loadout system would that be a worthy pursuit? Would you go for that? That seems like it would be too much trouble. That's currently what we do now. We spend hundreds of hours grinding for a god roll on a gun, and it's marginally different than existing guns we have. I'm asking this question to get rid of the rush to max level to every season and just let us level to max when we get the gear. The part of the, about the contest and max power and PvP was more to counter about the problem idea to introduce. I'm not grappling with your idea. You're suggesting a far-reaching system, it sounds like, that lets people just level up immediately. And this is another one of those times where, like, super-specific suggestions are so hard for me to grapple with. This is not the context for me to try to interact with your idea, because now I have to have a conversation with you to understand exactly what you're getting at. I still don't understand exactly what you're saying. You're asking to let people just... They don't want to rush level, but you want to be able to hit max as soon as you get the gear. That I, I don't. So avoiding rush level, but immediately leveling, I'm I'm confused. Um, side quest. 
I love your point about slot leveling, but do you worry about how quickly the community would get bored if most people are able to get the max level and complete the infrequent high tier content in a reasonable amount of time? Are you talking about the existing game where people hit max level in one week or less? They've been doing this for years. Hardcore players hit max level in, a, in sometimes in a day or a week. Recently, it was even faster. They're, they're being able to do that. Did it trivialize the, the content? Did they level and then complete the, the high tier content too fast? I mean, they're doing it now. Listen, I'm, every time people try to do this, you're going to screw the entire community. You try and slow down Grenader Jake for leveling, you just literally kicked every non-hardcore player in the face multiple times. You're just kicking them in the face. Bam. Bam. Welcome back. Bam. 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 Yeah, try to level. Bam. We slowed everything down for Grenader Jake, and he'll still find a loophole and hit max level in a week anyway. Stop trying to legislate leveling to the hardcore players. It's a freaking fool's errand. It is an absolute fool's errand. Just stop. Leveling should happen automatically. Since aspirational content is so light, are you concerned that people would get bored faster if they can take on the content sooner as opposed to spending most of the time struggling against the RNG grind? As I said just a moment ago, homie, they level up in a week anyway. Any, They level up in a week anyway. They don't get bored faster because they level up so fast. That's not why they get bored. People get bored because the loot's not enthusiastic. There's nothing to get enthused about. The loot itself is boring. The loot is boring. I'm telling you right now, it is an absolute fool's errand. You might as well try to tell little boys to not laugh in church when someone farts. It's going to happen. You're wasting your time. They're going to laugh. It happened. Somebody farted, and now they're all going to giggle for the next 20 minutes. You're like, oh, if we really try, if we really scold them, they'll really stop. No, they're going to laugh harder now. Like, the more you throw at this, the more you try and get people to not level quickly, the worse it's going to get. I'm telling you right now, if you watch Grenader Jake that first week, you take notes the whole time, and you do everything you can to slow him down, you just took like 80% of the 80% more maybe 80% of the uh, of the core audience and absolutely screwed their experience it takes them a week to hit max level what's it take a casual sometimes a month sometimes a month and if you're like okay instead of them being able to level up in a week let's make it so the hardcore player levels up in a month okay you just basically made it to where no one's going to try to level no one is going to try to level it's going to take way too long it becomes a, it becomes an act of futility and let me shout this from the rooftops every single time this subject comes up leveling is not content i need t-shirts and bumper stickers made leveling is not content it isn't stretching out leveling is not going to is not going to suddenly make things better I don't think slot would work with the current content model. They would need more aspirational content, which you also advocate for. Slot leveling already happens in the game, homie. Slot leveling is in the game right now. You level according to your highest equipable. So if, if I instituted slot leveling, it would not speed up leveling at all. We already level as if slot leveling is in place. You already do. You already get drops in accordance to highest equipable. The game already treats you as if slot leveling is a thing when you level. Your leveling speed is no long is not is not hindered or expedited by the absence or the addition of slot leveling. It's already in the game. So I don't know. 
Leveling isn't content correct, but it makes grinding the mundane content fun. Zach, what we're talking about today, to me, would make grinding mundane content fun. Redacted engrams, new stuff dropping in that new content, pursuit weapons, new armor pursuits in those in those lanes. That makes the mundane content more interesting than a freaking number going up according to RNG. I might be misunderstanding you then. All good. Love the shit, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be misunderstanding slot leveling. Slot leveling is already in the game. You already level as if slot leveling is a thing. The game sees your highest equipable and it drops in accordance to that, even if it's not even if it's not equipped. I wish people would stop pretending it's fun. Exactly like, oh man, it makes mundane content for f- f- fun. For who? And for how long? Yeah, man. Chevy and Grenader Jake and Giggs and all those guys, man, they, they grinded mundane content for a whopping 24 hours. That was a really good, that was a really good value injection. No, it wasn't. What are upgrade modules? They're the most BS thing I've ever seen. I have the resources to buy them. Why are they even a thing? It's just a hurdle to upgrade gear. No. Milo. It's another form of infusion pain removal. Because they put them in here. So casual players get nine in the first eight levels. And they don't have to know anything about currency. They don't have to know anything about anything. They can just constantly get they just constantly get get them in here. It's an infusion token. It's one more way that they have softened the blow of infusion. So when when I got ridiculed for my criticism of infusion and, 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 and was told that I was wrong per usual, it's been very consistently seen that I was dead on the money because they've consistently lowered the pain of infusion month and month and year and year after they've, they've instituted the way that it was done in Forsaken. It it is absolutely been it been so so softened. Upgrade modules have been completely uh they, they've only been added to the game to basically just completely continue to erode at the pain of infusion. Outside of those nine though, it's worse though. No, I mean it, there's way more than nine though. There's way more than nine. So you get after those nine, then you get two, four, six, eight, ten. So you get sixteen before you're, even, you're a third of the way in. You get sixteen, and then it puts it on your radar, and you can go buy more from Banshee. Listen, I think Infusion's terrible, but that's why they added upgrade modules. Milo, if they wouldn't have added upgrade modules, new players would have gotten new stuff and been like, "Oh, how do I infuse it?" And they would have seen like a list of currency they didn't have. Don't you guys remember when I argued and said, with new light on the horizon, infusion is a threat to new players enjoying the game? You go, go back and watch the video. I made a video about this before Forsaken, I'm sorry, before Shadowkeep landed. I was like, listen, infusion is a, gi- a gigantic threat to new players enjoying the game. And what they do, they, they knew that was right. They didn't need me to tell them that. All they had to do was look at player behavior in year two. All they had to do was look at player behavior in year two and see how few people leveled and infused or even had the currency and then they knew people coming in brands new they're not going to have the currency to do any of this they're not going to have random dusklight shards and stuff yeah you needed planetary mats and stuff so they would have looked at the list of required things and like what the frick is all of this so 
Bungie does two things on the season pass. They give you 16 to get you, you know, to get you going, and then they also give you planetary materials right here and planetary materials right here and planetary three boxes by the time. Like you see what I'm saying? They're they're softening the blow of infusion at every turn. I just get the get the frick out of the game. With redacted engrams coming to change how gear is obtained, how to make it easier to that dump a large number of powerful gear in the fall? Um, or would it make it easier? Again, I don't know. That's a yes or no. I don't know where they would plan on putting the heavy weapons or the you know the, the stronger stuff. Um, as there has been armor, weapons, and now power reworks to increase RPG themes in Destiny, do you foresee subclass 2.0 at any point? This is a little off topic, but I do think they're going to go through and maybe do some reworks or some, in, or um, you know, some rejuvenation. I don't think we're going to get like any new subclasses or new or new supers or anything. Dimly, once sunsetting finally comes, do you think that the community will accept the fact that this gear, oh their gear, is obsolete in the end game, as well as if they're resistance after the fact? Could you see Bungie making changes to make those players happy? No, because they're going to suck it up and grind for the gear anyway. I would say 90% of the people acting like they're they're not going to chase god rolls and they're going to play Destiny less when all these systems get turned on. I bet you 90% of them actually end up playing more. I, I don't think anybody is going to hold to their to their claims of like, yeah, I'm going to play less. I'm not going to chase god rolls. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Yep. You're right, because guns at the level of the recluse, you're just going to ignore that. You know, you're just going to shrug that off. Give me a break. You're a Destiny player. No one that's saying they're not going to chase god rolls or not going to chase loot or play less, absolutely none of these people are going to be able to hold to that. It simply won't be possible. It simply won't be possible. And again, and again... If they're adding things like the redacted engram to give you more of that intentionality, that's going to drive even more people into the game because they're going to be like, I don't even have to go into PvE. I can grind for my god roll in PvP. And that's going to make people really feel like, oh, this is so much better. Nobody's gonna, no, Nobody is going to honor that commitment. Not a single dadgum person. Now, there might be people that are like, well, because it's going to get sunset... I'm going to settle for a 4 out of 5. I don't want to spend a disproportionate amount of time focusing on one weapon because because, because it'll eventually get sunset. Now, I will grant that point. Maybe some people do decide, yeah, I'm not going to go for the 5 out of 5. It just isn't worth the time. It took me a couple of weeks to get the 4 out of 5. I'll accept the 4 out of 5. That's probably accurate, but I'm telling you right now, people are not going to be like, I'm playing less, dude, screw this. They put in a bunch of dope new stuff. This simply is not something that you're going to see happen. Uh, Aerox says, With sunsetting happening, do you think Bungie can rebuff some previous weapons that we're enjoying like Recluse, even though it won't matter in endgame activities? Again, this is a yes or no speculation question. Do I think they can, yes or no, do this really specific thing to this specific weapon or these specific weapons? I just don't know small peculiar with sunsetting and redacted engrams approaching do you think the era of nightfall strike specific weapons is over we haven't had a dedicated way to get them since keys and even then strike loot has been far and uh, few and far between we talked about this earlier today I don't know if it was in q and I do think that they need to do something with nightfalls 
at the very least, Nightfall-specific loot, I should just be able to grow, go grind the strike whenever I want. I click on the strike, I go in, I set the difficulty, and now the Nightfall-specific drops can drop. To eliminate that, like, I have to wait for it to show up. In addition to doing that, I just think they need to put far better loot in Nightfalls and Grandmasters, because having to always add nightfall strike specific loot and then having to wait for the strike specific loot to come around i don't think that's a good system i think that system eventually implodes on itself it either takes too long or you end up putting loot in there that nobody cares about and then it's like who is grinding for that ghost or that sparrow ghosts and sparrows should be in addition to real loot anyway uh coach with the redacted engrams allowing us to target weapons and armor for our pursuits, how can you see this playing into pinnacle weapons and gear becoming more powerful and harder to get since we can target other armor and weapons more easily? This is actually a really good question because I, I think if the redacted engram enables you to get god rolls more easily, that's actually okay if god rolls aren't at the tip of the pyramid if the tip of the pyramid is adept weapons and trials maybe there's weapons in grandmaster the pursuit weapon that might take most of the season for you to work on if you're more casual uh raid weapons this is another thing that people i think are missing drewski said last night if everybody gets the shotgun that levels the playing field Everybody can have it, and then it comes down to mastery and who's good with it, okay? Giving everybody that shotgun, the the Felwinters, okay? Taking his reasoning and applying it to god rolls, if god rolls become more readily available to people that play at the more casual level, now people feel more empowered to feel like, oh, the 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 loot pool and the and the loot representation in the crucible, I, I actually don't feel like I'm I'm left out in the cold here. And Bungie has grounds to do that because those aren't the absolute best guns in the game. The best in class weapons are in the harder content. You can actually increase drop rate and ability and accessibility to god rolls because god rolls are suddenly not the king. The aspirational loot is the king. You see? They're, they're empowered. It frees them up to be like, yeah, we can make it a little bit easier for you guys to get god rolls. That's fine. We can turn up the generosity. We can turn up the loot, the loot intentionality. Why? Because those aren't even the best pieces of gear anymore. Your god roll legendaries are great, but they're, they're not the pinnacles. They're not the rituals. They're not the, the aspirational drops. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel, I feel like that system would enable them to do that. Uh, Hamajama said, I just answered their question. Considering sunsetting is for balance purposes in endgame content, do you think quick play will become inaccessible to casuals because of the restructured use of weapons? No, no, no. This is actually a good question. This is something that, uh, that Drewski's concerned about, and we highlighted it on the Rageous Roundtable. The idea that, like, there'll be two metas. There'll be the sunset meta in the Crucible where, like, really strong, insanely awesome weapons are just all over the place because they've been sunset, and then trials will be different because trials will be limited to only endgame viable loot. He's concerned about, you know, different metas. I think that's a valid concern. When you hear them saying they want to add a bunch of recluses to the game as a PvP player, it totally makes sense to be like, no, what the frick are you about to do to Crucible? You know, you can add a bunch of recluses to the game. Iron Hand, with Sunsetting coming, do you think it will be easier or faster for Bungie to make a wider variety of weapons? This is another broad yes or no question, and so I just, I can't I can't even entertain them anymore. I can't. I've got to skip questions like that. Is there a change, if there's a change to redacted engrams, will that allow us to shape our powerful rewards to speed up the light level grind for pinnacle leveling? Yeah, I don't know if redacted engrams are going to help you level. If they do, then this targeted farm would help you. Yes. 
you could basically say, well, I need armor right now, and you just try to get a bunch of armor drops. Well, uh, I need guns now, and then you, you, know, you do guns. I, I actually think that's uh, that might be another way to soften leveling. That might be another way to streamline leveling with the redacted engrams and your ability to target items that you need, the way that people did in the menagerie. So... If you've been here for this entire time, man, the viewership and the and the contribution lately has been so insane. Thank you so much. I am sorry. Sometimes I, <clears throat> I am sorry that sometimes I have to skip questions. Sometimes questions again are just like, "Do you think this big broad thing can happen?" Yes or no, and it's like that just isn't a question that's going to spark conversation. It's literally me saying I have no idea, and so I have to kind of shrug at you. I do sometimes get into speculation, but a lot of these questions I'm just having to glide over. Um, I'm happy to discuss it after Q&A, though, when we can have a bit more of a back and forth. It's harder to do that in Q&A, zero in on one person. So if you've enjoyed your stay here today, I'm going to keep on streaming. So be sure to click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. If you're listening elsewhere, you can always come into to say no to rage.com to join in these conversations live. And as always, please like, share and subscribe.